This is the Joy of Geek. Welcome to the Joy of Geek podcast. I'm Rich Lapore. Jordan Alseka. And today we are here to bring back a storied tradition on the podcast. The um, always fun and exciting and interesting Upfronts episode. And Jordan, why don't you talk a little about it? This was uh, your uh, brainchild initially. Well, so Upfront is, of course, the big event every May where all of the big five networks, uh, as well as sometimes you'll see other trailers coming out as well, but Fox, NBC, ABC, CBS, and the CW will have a big presentation where they will announce their fall schedules, they'll announce cancellations and renewals, and they will also, if they haven't already, and they will also show trailers for all the new shows that are coming that fall, not necessarily Every show for next year, a lot of times if their show is being held till mid-season, they won't show up. There were a few shows like that this year where there's really not any details on them. But we have a lot of trailers from Upfronts that we're going to talk about today. Um, for me, as a huge TV fan, I love Upfronts. Um, we've done a couple episodes in the past. We didn't last year because of moving and all that other stuff. But We're back. We're back. I was excited to do this. Um, honestly, outside of our Game of the Year, Show of the Year, all that episodes, this might be my favorite one to do because I love talking about all the different shows, the the good trailers, the bad trailers, the trailers we don't know what to make of. Yeah. Um, I love watching them. I'm always right there. Like they ha They'll have their playlist on their YouTube page, and I'll just run through them. And It's just a lot of fun. I'm excited to talk about them again this year. For sure. And you know what's another thing about it? While you were saying that, I just realized one of the reasons it's so much fun is there's a lot of shows on this list that we're going to talk about today that we will probably never watch. In fact, I can guarantee there's many we will never watch. And this gives us an opportunity to talk about some of the bad TV that exists. It's almost like another universe separate from, like, you know, the things that we genuinely do enjoy. Um, and so there's just all kinds of stuff out there that, I don't know, podcast people and people that talk about TV and peak TV never really talk about you know the the really successful sitcoms and i know you you bring some of those to the forefront the best of those um but you know what i mean oh yeah i mean we're not regular cbs viewers i don't think <laughs> right, right. uh outside of how i met your mother i never really watched the network that frequently um but you know i think each network had well i, I can't say each network had hits and misses i think some some networks had just just misses right um you but made, we'll, you made an interesting comment about abc where you said that they know their audience really well was that abc i think it was abc i think cbs also does um and of course the cw does but we will you know get into all of the specifics there um i've also got a compilation of some of what i found to be the notable cancellations and renewals so we'll Excellent. also maybe talk a little bit about that Excellent. Well, I guess uh, um, do you want to do uh, – I guess we'll talk about all the shows and trailers first and then do cancellations at the end? Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Well, without any further ado, um, that is going to be the entirety of the episode. There's tons of content to talk about and um, debate. So let's dive right in. And what network are we going to start with? Uh, we'll start with where it started on Monday, which is Fox. All right. Fox had uh, a couple good ones if I remember correctly. i got to look at your list. Let's see here. Uh, so Fox – I I don't know what to make of Fox. I think they had one good one. I think they probably had the worst showing to me. Um, okay. 
So we'll we'll get into it though. But uh, the first ones, let's we can start with some of the easier ones. Uh, Cosmos, Possible World <laughs> had so a this, trailer. This is something that always freaked me out. I was like, what is Seth MacFarlane doing, executive producing like the next uh, <laughs> na- big nature cosmos cosmos show, like the Planet Earth Part Five or whatever you want to call it? I guess it's more about space than Planet Earth ever was, but still. Um, I always wondered what was happening there. And then, um, I guess it was a success, was it, the first one? I mean, I think it was. It was a sequel to the, you know, the Carl Sagan original, um, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson hosts. And, you know, it is it is fascinating, um, theoretically. I've not watched the last Cosmos series, um, and I don't know that I will this one either. But I, I always am curious about it because they do dig deep into a lot of different topics about science and the world and the universe um it is fascinating stuff and they seem to be doing a number of interesting topics they're you know looking at the evolution of transportation in the past hundred years where we might be going in the future um you know the standard questions probably also the origin of intelligence on earth um, which is always something that fascinates me you know whatever you believe it's it's remarkable um you know that we're here talking today and we are who we are and and people are so intelligent and interesting and intricate and all the civilizations and all the stuff that that came basically from nothing and how that might have happened uh, it's an interesting concept for sure yeah and i i do think uh this is one of the better ones just because it, it's not you know a scripted series it is a you know reality show not even a reality show it's like a documentary yeah. but they they use they give it a really big budget so they can do cool things visually and you know show off these ideas and whatnot um, just having not seen the last one, I don't really know what to expect, yeah. but uh, it is – and yeah, I agree. It's one of those things where it's like Seth MacFarlane seems like a weird pick, but I mean he <laughs> has outside interests. And the money. And the money. <laughs> I'm sure he lo- – yeah, and the money to produce it uh, and help get it to air. So hey, so, he made an appearance in the trailer there. He popped up for about four seconds. <laughs> yeah, he was He was bigger I – don't, well, I don't know if he was bigger in the last one, but I know he, he was promoting it pretty much. So it yeah. does seem like a passion project for him. Sure. Sure, just um, like the you know, Orville, it's a good thing. which we will talk about. Well, I guess we don't. We can say it now. It got renewed, mm-hmm. which is I don't know. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about it. Um, but anyway, uh, all right. Anything else about Cosmos? Uh, nothing major. Just you know, it seems like a not surprising continuation. Uh, just been a few years while they probably prepared it. Cool. Very cool. What do you got next? Uh, next up is where. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is this is I'm trying to say what I think is their best one for last. Uh, okay. But the next one is Proven Innocent. All right. Which is about a woman who was wrongly convicted. Her and her best friend were wrongly convicted of a murder. So this is actually uh, stars. Uh, I think her name is uh, Lefevre, Rochelle Lefevre or something like yes. that. Yes. She yeah, is from uh, um, Under the Dome. Under the Dome and uh, Big Wolf on Campus is where she, I first saw her oh, years I, and years ago. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't know that reference. But but yeah, in Under the Dome, I actually really always liked her and the other, like the male lead. Um, I, Actually, they were one of the best things about that show. Um, Barbie. I don't remember his actor's name. Yeah, yeah, Barbie. Exactly. Nicely done. Yes. Um, so the two of them, I really enjoyed their chemistry. It was one of the things that made that show watchable along with the, the villain. Um, but, um, but, but I like her. So with this one, I thought it was interesting. So the idea is, like you said, it's, it's her and her brother. They were, um, falsely convicted, at least uh, supposedly, I'm, I'm sure they were falsely convicted. And then there's like this evil, like demonized DA or, or prosecutor from the uh, public attorney's office who basically got them, you know, proven guilty. And then they were later exonerated. So now Ra- Rochelle Lefevre or whatever is, is going on to make sure that this doesn't happen anymore. And there's a, there's a line in it that, that encapsulates it all where they say, 
Um, you know, every, you know, there, since the advent of DNA exoneration, there's been over 2,012 or whatever um, exonerations that have happened. Um, and over 500 of them include a, included a false coerced confession. So this is going to be about that concept. And then obviously there's this new woman. So a little bit of race relations come in. There's this new woman that has been dubbed the witch in all of the um, tabloids. And um, Lefebvre and her crew are taking on their case to prove her innocent and get back at the DA that uh, ruined her early life. Yeah. Um, it looks like a procedural. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it sets up the idea of her going up against the, you know, the guy that put her away and he's become, um, I think, the attorney general for the state. So, something I like that. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's big shit. He, you know, once he proves somebody guilty, even if they're exonerated, he's like, you're still guilty to me. I mean, he's that type. Yeah, so it, it definitely seems like the sort of show where it's mostly going to be case of the week type things, but it seems like it might have an ongoing narrative thread. For what it's worth, uh, yeah. But probably on the level of, like, the blacklist where it's very faint and <laughs> maybe you get some plot progression by the season finale. Right, right, right. They, they intersperse it like the, the mid-season finale and then the... Uh... Uh, and then the, the big finale, and then maybe the pilot, the, not the pilot, the premiere. And then everywhere in between, like, maybe you get a little glimmer of plot. Yeah. But, so. you know, I mean, I think there is an audience for that. I don't know that this show super sets itself apart. Yeah. Uh, There's so but, many shows. Like, this isn't there one called The Good Fight, which is, like, similar? Yeah, that's, I think, streaming on CBS Acts, All Access. Yeah, it's the, the, the Good Wife spinoff. Oh, no, that's not the one I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of the one um, We the People, or whichever one is new, the new Shonda show. Yeah, if it's still going, I assume. Yeah, I mean, she usually hits, but yeah, it was like her last show before making the Netflix deal. Um, I think, uh, yeah, but anyway, that's much more of a how to get away with murder type, very seedy. You know, here are these two people, they, they meet in court, and then there's also all kinds of sexual shenanigans that go on, you know, outside of the courtroom. Um, so that's maybe yeah. a little more of that than this is. But I mean, I think the idea of who really committed the murder that um, Rochelle Lefebvre's you know, and her brother were accused of will be like the through line, you know, the plot that goes on throughout Certainly. the season. Um, and then how the evidence was maybe doctored or, you know, cheated up. And then, um, obviously, like you said, case of the week will be, uh, you know, what you get for 43 out of 44 minutes a week. Yeah. What um, about but, the, Oh, go ahead. Or no, I was just going to say it, it looks, I mean, it's not a show I probably will ever watch no. <laughs> an episode of. No. I don't usually watch legal thrillers. Very rarely does a legal thriller have ingredients that'll get me into it. I could watch Suits just because all of those USA shows are fun, and that one especially is beloved. But um, generally speaking, legal thrillers on TV, they're just so, I don't know, repetitive. We've, we've got one coming up that I, I is at least fascinating, and I will probably check out. But okay. that's a ways down the list. Okay. Uh, next up, we have The Cool Kids, all right. which is a sitcom set at a retirement community about you know the three main characters played by david allen greer martin mull and um leslie jordan i believe i think so the third yeah. one yeah uh when they they're kind of like the the cool guys at this retirement home and vicky lewis plays a woman that's new to the place kind of makes her way into their group and it seems like it's just going to be generally about their lives and adventures um i i the the trailer wasn't good on this one it's multi-cam <laughs> right it is a multicam comedy, yeah, um, I mean, which isn't a bad thing inherently. Um, yeah. It can work. 
it's hard but, to it's hard to swallow um, for me anyway. Um, the laugh track. I know a lot of people get hung up on that in this day and age when when there are a lot of sitcoms that are single cam and and, and don't have the laugh track. So that's a little off putting. But if you just sort of realize it, it's part of the form. We've talked about this before. You know, you, you can kind of it, it can fade to the background in your mind after a little while. Yeah, I mean the bigger thing to me is that the the humor in it is very cornball and you know just a little bit over the top in the way that I think a lot of the stereotypical idea of a multicam sitcom mm-hmm. are like they have um, a quota for how many jokes per per minute and stuff. Yeah, and it's not you know I maybe I think the thing with all pilots is they can always get better and you know you can learn what your characters do best. And this has a pretty good cast. David sure Allen Greer and Martin Mull are both favorites of mine. Um, is Martin you know, they, Mull they're... the more effeminate, shorter guy? or is No, that... Martin Mull is the guy from Clue and or in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. Uh, he's like the older white, the one with, well, they both have glasses. The other white guy. Okay, the not shorter one. Okay. Yes. Uh, the one that doesn't, they don't, the one they don't send to hit on her. Right, <laughs> In right, a very right. awkward scene. Yeah, yeah, very much. Um, you know, as far as comedies this fall, this won't be my first pick. Yeah. No, no. Uh, uh, speak, speaking of uh, comedies and um, actually, no. Um, well, yeah, Rel. Rel, yeah. Now, this one is interesting because I didn't find the trailer super funny. It's basically about a guy whose uh, wife leaves him, takes the kids. He's kind of like reestablishing and his life on his own with his own family again. Uh, his father's played by Sinbad. I didn't find the trailer outright hilarious. Yeah. But I do think that the um it's it's basically a um it's a vehicle. project. It's a vehicle. Yeah, it's for Little Rel Howery who obviously won a lot of praise for his role in Get Out uh bringing a lot of levity to that. I thought that was him. I thought that was him. Yeah, I mean it's worth I will definitely check this out now that you've confirmed that that's him. I was like that guy looks like the guy from Get Out. It's him. Um, yeah. Now that, now that you've confirmed that, um, that I definitely think I could check that out and enjoy it. I mean, he is just so with the right material, of course. Let's not forget Jordan Peele was writing this, his script. You know, Jordan Peele is probably yeah, and, not and, writing Rel. No, and, and beyond that, you know, John Mulaney is regarded as one of the best stand-up comedians working today, and his sitcom didn't really do anything. Right. Exactly. So I mean, yes, it's all about the writing. It's all about how well it transfers. And the big thing when you take a comedian and make it a vehicle is a lot of times it can just be like a vehicle for their stand-up. Um, and you always hope the show can evolve past that and yeah. become a bit more broad. Really incorporate the ensemble. But I do think this has a has potential. The pilot trailer doesn't look good. Trailers can sometimes ruin humor or mm-hmm. uh, misemphasize it. But, you know, it wasn't like a breakout hit of a trailer, but I hope it might have the possibility it's to be funny. definitely one you'll watch the first episode of. Yeah, I like him. I like Sinbad. Um, I, I just hope that it gets uh, to a place where it can and be a funny show. Well, you know, they. When you, I, I've listened to a lot of writers' panels, for even for sitcoms, and what they always say is that, you know, really good sitcoms that, are, that really work, like Happy Endings they were talking about, I think, on this particular episode, and they said, you know, at first it can be about jokes, but very quickly the jokes all need to come from character. Um, yes. You know, and and when you when you write something that, where the jokes come from character as opposed to just being like standalone one-liners, um, that's when your show really starts to click. And then add in the ensemble element, so then you have each of these characters bouncing off each other in funny ways, and you really have a recipe for a good show. So you know, if they can if they can make that that alchemy work, then that would be fantastic. I do think, yeah, I think character-wise, 
because they're just kind of being like, let's put him on screen. It'll hopefully work. Um, but then, yeah, you got to build up the ensemble. But I like him a lot. I'll be honest. Like, it's because it's played in front of every movie I've seen since January. I kind of want to see Uncle Drew because he has a screen presence and looks. <laughs> and honestly, I don't think it's a bad trailer. What's I think Uncle it looks Drew? Like, I don't think I've seen that weirdly. It's the maybe I was in the bathroom or something. Um. Oh man, it's the um. Oh God, I'm forgetting. I'm forgetting his uh name. Oh, it's the 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 the. the Kyrie Irving, like, uh, he plays the old basketball guy. It was, like, in commercials, and now they're giving it a movie. Oh, oh okay. I don't really – I still don't know what you're talking about, but that's okay. It's basically about a, a guy – he literally well, plays a um, guy who's trying to get together a streetball crew, and he gets this older, like, 60-year-old guy uh, to uh, get his crew back together to compete in the tournament because he's still so good at basketball. Okay. That's, like, the premise of the commercials – and they're making a movie out of it. And it looks really silly, but it also looks like it could be the sort of fun film that would come out in the early 2000s. Right, right. And I used to go see movies like that a lot. Right, gotcha. But he's a big part of it. I liked him in Get Out. He Every time I see him, he seems like he has energy to be entertaining. I just hope the material's there for exactly. this Exactly. It's, it's crucial. It's crucial. Cool. Next up. Uh, so this one wasn't really a trailer in the sense that we got any new footage. And it's not technically a renewal since this is a revival of a show that was canceled a year ago, um, and that's Last Man Standing. That's so weird. It's so weird. When, when, it was on a different network, though, or no? It was on a different network. Right. Um, I believe it was ABC originally. Yeah. And they and they uh, this was actually a very controversial cancellation because apparently um, it had tremendously good ratings. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Tim Allen came out, and he was just like, this is political, and, you know, they don't want conservative, sh- you know, bent shows on the air, etc. And now with the success of Roseanne, which arguably has both perspectives shown on um, both sides, but um, Roseanne's been such a smash runaway hit. And But, I mean, I'm sure they made this decision before that. Um, but these are just some of the elements that are that are floating in the air around this renewal, right? It's been a big campaign um, just for the whole year because it does – I mean uh, – it is a big hit among rural communities, among conservative viewers. I mean, it, it very much – and I mean, I don't want to – you know, not to take politics out of it. It very much skews that way. The whole um, – as I remember, either the third or fourth season of the show is 100 percent just politically skewed, very, like, pro-conservative. It, make, like, it makes those the centerpieces of the episodes. Right. And it argues for that viewpoint. Got it. Um, so it, it has that. It You know, it's been criticized, like – critically, it's not beloved. I mean, right. it is a – show that has not been found to be critically loved but you know it does have an audience um and money it is talks. Pat- money talks i mean it it survived six seasons on i mean i don't think it was there the whole time but on friday night right um and it probably doesn't cost much to make as a sitcom uh but you know this is a show that's sort of there for that audience i've never really been inclined to watch it because the it's kind of like inherently this weird alpha male power trip of a, of a sitcom of how he's like always right. Cause he's the man, even mm. though he's surrounded by women, mm. which is really, you know, eh, uh, uh, and pretty he, shitty. Oh, I see. Even, even, even there in the name, in the title. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the whole prep. Like I'm like, okay, I didn't realize that. Okay. I, thought, I, mean, I mean, the whole I idea of the show, it. it was like, let's take home improvement and do it more, even more alpha male. Okay. Um, got it. Kind Did of like because of Tim Allen. Um, I've seen episodes of it. I, I think it's fine. It was never a show I got super into. Okay, cool. 
Um, but this is there for that audience. I mean, the bigger the bigger issue people have with it, and this is getting ahead a little bit, uh, is you know they canceled Last Man Standing, Brooklyn or not Last Man Standing. They canceled Last Man on Earth, Brooklyn Nine Nine, uh, The Mick, all of these shows that do have some critical praise and buzz. And then you know this is the comedy lineup they they're leading with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there is that. Uh, the last show from Fox is, is what I one. think is a big one. Is their their potentially best? Uh, you know, I, I still think the trailer is not the best. Um, none of their trailers I thought sang. Uh, but the passage, which is a show about a virus, which in is based on a trilogy of novels. So I've read a little bit more. Is like a virus that turns people into vampire-like creatures. Um. And the they, they're developing an immunity that works best in the younger you are, and so they they propose this radical treatment to take a child with no family connections or whatever, try to give them the treatment, and you know stop this infection. It's about an agent who goes to get a child and is then trying to get her to safety. Did some, um, and that's did, some, did somebody say Last of Us? <laughs> I well, mean, the I whole mean, time a- I was watching it, I was thinking this is the Last of Us like to a T. It is very much that. It is, you know, a little b- more pre-apocalyptic. Right. Um, but if you're looking... Again, the book series is kind of wild because the, the first novel is, like, set after the apocalypse several hundred years. And then the second and third book, like, bring it back but also jump it forward. It seems all over the place in it terms of that. Cool. But it, it seems well regarded. I mean, it, it got a trilogy. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm really... I'm excited about it because it just... I, I, I know you said you didn't love the trailer. I felt like when I was watching it, when they kicked on that um, running up that hill, running up that down, my purpose, you know that song? Um, I love that song, and whenever it comes on, especially at the end of Ahem, uh, Obsession, or what was that show I used to like that had the, the songs like that at the end every episode? Stalker. Stalker! We got we got some more of those down the road, too. Right, right. But but anyway, it was, it was it, it, when that song came in like that trailer got me man it got me in the i hate the expression but the f-e-e-l-s's um it really hit me um you know where i was like oh my god like look at this guy he's like a, he's he's become a father figure for this girl she's she hasn't had anybody to stand up for her that you know they it just and then he's a badass protecting her i mean it just you know what with god of war being an awesome you know sort of father son protecting the son tale and um the Last of Us is also kind of that, or very much that. Um, and there's just been a lot of those kind of things that were really excellent recently. So I just, oh, oh, Logan, right? Um, yeah. And so these are just, these are really good stories um, with that framework. So, I, I mean, I I really am looking forward to this. Even in that short trailer, I started finding myself really having an affinity for the main character. Like, he really came across as altruistic and, like, somebody you can root for very quickly for me. Um, I'm pumped. I think it looks great. No, I think it. Like I said, I think it's the best looking. I just found, you know, the trailer was a little. I, I think pilot trailers, it's its own art form because oh, yeah. essentially what you're doing is taking one episode worth of material and you're not you're not making a trailer for that episode. You're turning the story of one episode into a trailer for the whole series. So, I mean, anytime you watch a pilot trailer, you're basically seeing the entire pilot just super condensed. But what's what's weird though? A couple points on that. What's weird about that is that um, for one thing, certain. Um, companies do more of that like I, I think it's cbs who had scorpion was that cbs 
Yes, so I believe so, so. So Scorpion, um, and and a lot of the trailers for this season on CBS, I, th- I think, especially, really are like the three act structure of the first the pilot episode, like broken down into like four or five minutes. Whereas other channels seem to have like the two minute more normal trailer. Theirs are very much that old um, upfront style, right? Where it's where it's five to six minutes or whatever, and they basically yeah they tell you they the big. Story. They give you a bigger chunk of it. Uh, CW does that as well. Yeah, um, with yeah, exactly. And another thing that was weird, um, that is weird, is when you look at us when you look at certain shows. And there's one in particular coming up starring Robin Tunney, and we'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> um, but the, where it's like, is that going to be a whole season? <clears throat> you know, it's like I just saw like this trailer, which basically was you know the first episode. Are they going to pull thirteen out of that shit? Like really? And that's what's interesting, you know, is so it, it really extra blurs the lines between the idea of, um, uh, you know, an ongoing narrative, ver- a serialized narrative versus um, procedural, right? Because, you know, it, it's like even if it's a procedural, I don't know, you get my point. You get my point. Yeah, no, I mean, it can distort things a little because I always find it interesting a lot of times there will be um, – you know, guest stars in a pilot because they need to fill certain roles that seem like major characters because they're in the whole trailer for the series. Right. Um, there was one of those actually coming up that I, I was like, I was happy to see they were a cast member because it seemed like they could have just been in the pilot. But right. Uh, right. Actually, a couple of those now that I think about it. You wouldn't but be anyway. talking about one with million in the title, would you? No, okay. no. Uh, um, although, you know, I'm excited, to, interested to talk about that. Okay. Uh, next up, though, we've got one of the smaller ones. Uh, NBC only had three trailers. Right. One of um, which is pretty cool, one of which I'm excited to talk about, and the third of which I think you probably will like. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm curious to see which is which looking at them, but uh, I'll, I'll go again. This is the order I've got. Uh, I kind of went by the order of the way they had them listed. Sure. Uh, Manifest. That's the, the one very I'm excited for. Uh, this show is about a group of people who get on a flight, and there's some turbulence in their flight. And when they land, they find out that in the course of what was to them just a flight, they've been missing for five and a half years. Weird. Um, and lost, lives have changed. Lost. <laughs> well, yeah, that was my initial feeling. And I think if you set any kind of mystery show on a plane, yeah, Lost is without question the first well, thing that's going to come to mind. Well, it's also the, the time travel aspect, the disappearing from the face of the earth, where did they go aspect, um, that kind of stuff. But yeah, you're right. It does go different places near the end. I think really – well, what it reminded me more of was the 4400 okay, because right, right. that's essentially – the idea of the 4400, instead of being all at once, people were taken like from as far back as the 40s all the way up to about 2005 or six, whenever that show premiered, and then they just all suddenly returned. Mm-hmm. This is kind of that. With it's powers. It to a, on with powers. Well, that didn't immediately become apparent, so I'm always like um, – not to not spoil it, but you know who knows what manifest is going for. At I think this it point. looks like powers, though. Didn't it? Didn't they hint at that at some point? They were hinting at a bigger connection. Okay. Um, so, like my my thought is, of course, they could really step on the forty four hundreds ideas on this, but you know it's been a decade, I guess, right. since the forty four hundred ended. Um, and you know, I'm sure they're going to take it in different places. Because, yeah, I got builds on everything. I mean, when you have a good idea, like like I was saying with you know the Last of Us and 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 this new show and 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 Logan and this new show, um, you know the passage. It's you know you it's, take ideas that work and you make them new. No, it's all execution. Right. And I mean, at least there's some time. It's not like a couple years ago where four time travel shows premiered oh, all in the God. same. Season. Are they all gone now, or just what does one live? 
Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is still going, oh, right. and Timeless finished its second season. It hasn't been said whether it's canceled or renewed as of yet. But probably, if I, I would say, my guess would probably be canceled only because I know that that show almost didn't get a second season. Not because it doesn't do pretty well in the ratings, but because pretty well in the ratings isn't necessarily enough to justify that show's incredible production costs. It's supposedly a very expensive show to shoot. Yeah. So, I mean, now, hopefully they wrapped that up, because I'd still like to give it a watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard good things. I watched the first one about, like, the blimp, or whatever, the Zeppelin, and... The Hindenburg, yeah. Hindenburg, sorry, yes. And I was, uh, I was, you know, it was was good. Yeah. It was a little... I mean, I remember, I remember talking about that pilot. Yeah. (laughs) I remember thinking it looked... I think I was the one most excited for it uh, at the time and then i never watched it but that happens you know, there <laughs> are shows happen. i'm sure we'll both have shows we're like yeah that looks good that we don't talk about uh or watch and you know speaking of ma- getting back to manifest uh yes. this is a show that i think could be really good because yeah it suggests it makes it a little more intimate than the 4400 there are suggestions of like there's one person who disappears for five and a half years and then her research uh, is making brown groundbreaking work in pediatrics, and then there's another couple that that stayed behind without their family, where the son was sick, and now that it's been five and a half years, he can take this treatment and have a better shot at living. Right. And so it seems to be suggesting a lot of those people died in the missing time. Uh, one person's partner got married because you know they thought they were dead. And he goes, "I spent two years not looking at another woman, but then you were just gone. What am I supposed to do?" That whole concept. That's very Alias season two. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's like that, and they really are pulling at the heartstrings. I noticed as a trend in general for all of the shows, a lot of them are going for like that. La- um, uh, what is it? The, the one with the twins uh, separated birth or whatever that's so huge. This is us. This is um, us. Oh yeah. yeah. That show has just been a smash runaway hit, and I've noticed there's a lot of sort of veering in that direction of like really heavy-handed pulling on the heartstrings and like with unabashedly there's quite a few things that do that really hard and it looks like this show even if it does go sci-fi is definitely going to lean in on you know um oh my god we were separated and but now i mean we were we disappeared for five and a half years but now this procedure it's almost like god stepped in and oh my god you've got a second chance at life make it work i love you so much that kind of stuff it's one of those things where uh, you, you have to wonder how much – I think that will be inherent to that show. But I think all of the trailers do it a little because you have to try and make a connection. You have to yeah. get people to want to check it out and keep watching. And and the the trailer – I mean they're going to see even shorter trailers on TV. We're not going to see the five-minute trailers when CBS starts airing them. They're going to be like the 30-second to one-minute trailers. Right, right. If so you've got you to isolate those beats that you need the audience to connect with quickly. Right, and to say, um, oh, look at that. That made me feel so good in 30 seconds. wonder what 44 minutes would do. Yeah, so Manifest seems like, and again, they hint at bigger mysteries towards the end. It'd be crazy if they didn't. Uh, But I like that it seems to be focusing on characters first. I think the big problem a lot of Lost Alikes Mm -hmm. had was that they were like, no, it's the mystery, it's the mystery. When if you watch the first season of Lost, the mystery is pretty backburnered until the finale on that show. Yes, however, that show really gets the most amazing um, in that finale slash the uh, season two premiere, and then when uh, Gale, Harry Gale, or Henry Gale appears. Like, that is when that show really became, like, one of the best shows of all time for me. But I know what you mean exactly. But yeah, but it doesn't work. Like, they couldn't have made that the premiere because you wouldn't care about anything. Exactly. You You have have to to establish the stakes. You do. But I will say this... Um, that, well, no, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. Go, go <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh, so Manifest looks interesting. I would say that this is, um, the, really the, the one NBC show I think there are only could three. be a big I mean, yes. I mean I Well, because. Why is that? 
I, you know, it, it really just depends on how their network's doing. Uh, if they don't need more shows or they're, they have shows they're saving for midseason, it speaks to, I mean, they have a lot of, their comedy slate has slowly built back up. Um, I think they've got some other shows. Like, NBC is finally in a place where they don't seem as destroyed by the Jay Leno effect as they were. What do they and have? I mean, what shows? Um, Off the top of my head, I don't know. I think yeah. they still, excuse me, they still have the blacklist. They have the good place. Right, right. Um, They've got uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine now, which we were, you know, going to talk oh, about right, later. Right. Um, well, SNL barely counts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shows NBC. Because uh, uh, yeah, I don't have the full list. Um, it's hard to see. You know, even when you look at the list. Like, oh, the there. Chicago's. They have all those. Oh, do they have Blue Bloods? That's not them, is it? No, I don't think so. They have SVU. Oh, they Blind have AP Bio. Spot. Um, Chicago, yeah, all the Blind Chicago's, spot. like I said, Superstore, yeah, they've, they've got, they've, they've built their slate back up, I mean, it took them 11 years, but they're finally in a place where they aren't desperately scrambling every year anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, oh, and Law & Order True Crime, the Menendez murders at some point? I um, think that already aired. Did it? Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe I totally missed that. Interesting. There's a lot of TV these days. Yeah, really. Uh, that's still, I, I just, I, I feel good for NBC just in as far as, again, I, I remember when they, they made that Jay Leno, they canceled a third of their lineup to give him every night of the week at 10 o'clock. And oh, it just, that was terrible. Yeah, it brutalized them for a decade. Oh, I have a good one for you. I have a good one for you. Uh, Reverie, dude. Aren't you pumped for this? Do you Reverie? know Reverie? Reverie is coming on May 30th. A former hostage negotiator must save people lost in a VR program. It's got that woman, uh, something Shahi from... Um, 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 oh, Sarah Shahi from, from Person of Interest. Yes, yes, from Person of Interest. And she plays... So in the future, there's this like virtual reality system that you can plug into. And it, it basically lets you have every one of your dreams come true. But it's a personal place. So you go into it and you have these reveries. And it's basically way better than your real life. It's completely real and you can make anything possible. So kind of like a... Um, you know, the, uh, man, what is wrong with my mind today? What is the new Spielberg film called? God. Ready Player One? Yes. Very Ready Player One, but much more of like a, you know, theoretical, beautiful place you could go to and very much not a social experience, but an experience for one. And so these huh. people are disappearing into this VR simulation, um, and staying there. They don't want to come back because maybe they were suicidal and this place makes them feel better, whatever it is. And she has to go in and negotiate with them and get them to unplug themselves from it. Doesn't that sound cool? That actually, yeah. I mean, as far as high concept goes, I hadn't even heard of it. So that's. I just saw a trailer not... recently, and then. Yeah, um, I see it's coming out next week. <laughs> yeah, so that'll be interesting to check out. I'm definitely checking that one out. I had forgotten for a little while, and now I'm I'm excited again. Nice. Anyway, so NBC's um, got that. I NBC guess has have... manifest. They have that. Um, but next up, they have what I'm pretty sure is a show we talked about two years ago. Is it? Uh, it's called well no not this exact show okay. but uh it's a show called new amsterdam oh when it was that other one yes two years ago there was a show called pure genius which starred dermot mulrooney and was about an eccentric uh i think billionaire who decided to open a you know advanced medical research oh. center and the reason was that he was dying and so new amsterdam is about a surgeon who comes into a hospital and you know fires it and is like we're gonna we're gonna put patients over prices and it turns out he's dying right right <laughs> it's it's he's got throat cancer or whatever it's a very different i mean it's well it's not a very different show it's a medical drama about a doctor who's trying to be selfless because he's dying right uh, well i'll say this when i first saw it um i was like wait a minute 
who is that dude? That dude looks like like I know it's not Jack from Lost, but I was like, but but it looks a lot like him. Like, where do I know him from? I know him so well. Where do I know him from? And then I looked it up, and I was like, holy shit! How could I possibly not know Ryan Eggles' ugly mug? How could I possibly not know that was him? <laughs> because I watched the first season and a half of The Blacklist, and I and I enjoyed him. We well, didn't have the big. So he didn't different. have the big glasses. He looks yeah, so big, different in this. Big glasses. But yet, but yet, incredibly the same. You ever have that experience where you're like, I, I can't quite place that person, be, and, and but it's not because they don't look exactly like themselves, but because you're just like something's not clicking. And then when I realized it was him, I was like, holy shit! Like, boy, did he transform himself for this role? So different from Tom Keen in The Blacklist. So different. Yeah. Um, I mean, it looks like if I liked medical dramas about this kind of stuff and I wanted, you know, some good feel-good moments, like, throughout when it looks like all hope is lost, but by the end of the episode, the little kid's life is saved from the brink of death, and I can, like, feel really good and then put something else on, like, that is what this show is. And, and I could see enjoying that, but with the amount of stuff that's on TV, there's just no possible way I would ever would. No, it's definitely – it didn't look – great it it just it looked like it was the same medical drama they they roll out every couple of years mm-hmm. um so so it's really the sort of thing that i'm i mean i would i don't tend to watch i'm trying to think of the the only medical drama i've watched would be the first season and and a half or so of Grey's anatomy with my mom oh, way right. back then right um i've always wanted to check out er kind of because it is the the premier one um but I mean, you know, when you have shows like The Good Doctor already on, when you have Chicago Med, there's so many medical dramas that it's always hard to try and make a niche, and I don't think this one does enough to set itself apart. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I can see why they're going for it. Good Doctor is such a smash runaway hit. As much as, and by the way, of all the shows last season, that was the one that I was like, you would have to, it would have to Clockwork Orange me to watch that shit. <laughs> because I mean, I literally was was like, I cannot believe. That, like, I'm supposed to watch somebody, an autistic doctor, come in and be, like, this amazing genius who saves lives. He can't communicate really well with you, but he can save your dying child. Kill me, please. Like, I just, oh, it just looks so miserable and so pandering and so exploitive of, anyway. All right. I digress. Um, so NBC's last show is I Feel Bad. This Um, was the one that I thought you would feel good about. Um, I think this has, again, like all sitcoms, I think pilot trailers are inherently difficult. Um, I don't, I don't think you can sell the concept that, I think one show this season, looking down the list, uh, that was a sitcom, really 100% sold me on it. Okay. Um, and even then, I still thought there was creakiness. For this one, you know, it's about a woman who has a family, uh, the the premise is kind of that she feels bad about a lot of things she does, um, but, you know, is always trying to do her best to be a good mom. Uh, and a good worker, a good wife, all that stuff. Her parents are living, if not with them, very near them, because they seem to be a major part of the cast. Um, it it seems like a modern parenting sitcom take, uh, sort of like, uh, what's that show? Um, American Housewife? Whoa, what, what's that show called? Diary of an American Housewife? No. No, no, it's like the one starring Katie Mixon. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. But but it's it's another one that's on TV right now, and it's it's now I'm going to look it up because it's going to drive me crazy. Um, I don't know. I didn't have major feelings either way. It it looks like it could be funny. Uh, it seems like it's got a little bit of a blackish feel with her reference or like her working with the people at her office to figure out problems at home, which is a major part of blackish. Uh, 
It looks like it could be funny. I like Paul Adelston a lot. He was in uh, Prison Break. Right, right. And I liked him in that. Um, so, yeah, I, I think... I don't know that this show is... American Housewife, you were right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that this show is going to be a breakout hit, but I think it could be a good complement to their other comedies. Again, I think NBC's built their comedy slate up for the first time in a long while. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, I, I just remember going back, but because since we're finishing up with NBC, going back to The Passage, my, my main thought with that was this will be a great pairing with The Gifted, because it seems to be sort of like similar energies. Hmm. In terms of, of show, like, on the run and, and trying to get somewhere safe. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I feel bad. I, I just didn't have strong feelings on it either way, really. Okay. Um, but it could be funny. It could develop. Again, I think pilots are tricky for comedies. Cool. Very, very cool. Uh, next up, we're going to pop over to ABC. All right. There's some fun Rich, ones here. Rich alluded to earlier, I kind of think ABC knows their audience and knows they, – they have a – they have the broadest reach in terms of being able to sell shows to different network or not net- networks, but different types of people. I think right. if you look at the slate of shows they have, most of them have a clear aiming point of, okay. of their past shows. Okay. <clears throat> but the first one up, uh, I don't know that this is so much their network as they are, are trying to kind of get that this is us feel going. Yep. Yeah. Is a million little things. Right. Right, I have. Tr- I, I'm. I'm wondering how they're going to get a million little episodes out of this thing because I. I mean, I just don't understand how this is more than one like two-hour movie. And actually, interesting little side note about this because I looked into it. This was started as what's called a put pilot, which I had to look up what that means. And what it means is they guarantee you. It's not one of those pilots where you you're like you're guaranteed a, a series order, um, but it is a pilot where if they decide not to make the show, they have to give you. They either have a tremendous penalty that they take financially, which they never take apparently, or they they do release the pilot or like the first two episodes as a mini special like two hour drama on TV. Yes, it's called a put pilot, and so I could see this as a two part like mini drama, but I don't know if I could see it as a series. And that that maybe that's the point. Maybe because it was a put pilot, they they did like a two hour pilot. And then, like, after that, it resolves most of this stuff. Livingston exits. I'm just kidding. I know he's in it. And then um, and then it moves on in some other new direction. I just don't know how they're going to make it go for 13 or 22. Well, so the, the premise behind this one is that there's a group of friends that were first brought together when they all got stuck in an elevator 10 years ago. Okay. Um, or I think it was 10 years ago. But they, they all just sort of develop friendships and bonds. Some of them get married. Some of them uh, get sober. It's all part of the – but then one of their friends – uh, commit suicide, and they all are brought back together for the first time in years. And they all thought uh, he was so death. happy and that he was so successful, and they're shocked. Yeah, he put on a good front. Um, and there's a bunch of different stories. One of them uh, went into remission for cancer, and it now seems like his cancer's back. Another, another one of their friends was also about to commit suicide. So there's all these stories going on, and it seems like him dying is going to bring them back together so that they can develop new bonds and, and, and support each other again. again because they said the last time we talked for real like about real things was 10 years ago in that elevator um the big thing you, you say i mean it does seem very self-contained as a pilot there is hints that there was more to his suicide or at the very least that they they were reached out to it seems like there might be some kind of police angle police mystery angle going on mm-hmm. uh, but for the most part it does seem like a 
a, a very human heavy drama type of show about, you know, their connections and the lives they're leading. And typically this wouldn't be the type of show I would have any interest in, but man, they cast some people I like in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron Livingston, like you mentioned, Romney Malco, James Roday. I've, I've just been finishing psych again. So, you know, he's kind of been, uh, doing a lot of smaller things since. So I'd love to see him. Um, and it's interesting because it's a lot of comedy actors, uh, coming to do serious roles. Not that, you know, Ron Livingston and Romney Malco haven't done more serious things. Just, you know, when I look at this cast, you would think it would be a comedy, mm-hmm. but it's not Certainly at all. Not. Yeah. I'm sure it'll have uh, moments of levity, but yeah. Oh, certainly. Um, so, you know, I didn't think that the pilot trailer looked bad. Um, it just looked very depressing and heavy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't understand. Is It looks like um, Livingston is a, a regular cast member. How many flashbacks are they going to have? Like I don't he's know. Like, he's like a. I think he's a full cast member. It didn't say recurring. I don't think. Maybe I was wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe I'm. <laughs> Go ahead. No, no, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked too, too much into it. Sure. But I do think uh, this could be good. This could be a, a serious drama. Again, I don't think it's typically the type of show I would watch, but I am pulled in enough by the cast that I'm definitely going to watch the pilot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised at that. Well, speaking of which, I am pulled in enough by the cast to maybe watch a show that otherwise I would never watch called The Rookie. So I'm going to say that this is a show about Nathan Fillion, and uh, Nathan Fillion's in it. Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, the, the, the deal is... I mean, that kind of seems to be the selling point. That's what I mean. So the idea is that, obviously, as people may or may not know and probably do know, um, Castle ended last season or a season and a half or two seasons ago. And it was a very dramatic ending. Um, Beckett and Castle are that show. Um, however, um, for very shady-looking reasons, um, they decided to fire um, Beckett um, the, the actress that plays who plays Beckett and the actress who plays Lainey. So basically just completely cut out the entire female cast of that show for reasons that, uh, supposedly for reasons that the show was not profitable enough and they have to keep Castle because he's Castle, but these other salaries had gotten too high and they just couldn't keep them around. So they were going to try to renew the show without half of the show, more than half of the show, but especially Beckett being cut is, it's ludicrous. Anybody who watches that show knows it's Castle and Beckett. There's no show without that. And, and you know, it became a very big issue because even the, the girl who plays the daughter on the show came out and says, I understand everybody's upset about Beckett leaving, but the show can go on. Castle is about Castle, and Nathan Fillion plays Castle. Like, people were defending him, and, and, and yada, yada, yada. And then there was some talk that... Um, Nathan Fillion wasn't the best to work with and that he and, he and um, Beckett had issues behind the scenes and anyway um, so all of that happened and then the show decided, it. well they decided to not pick it up again or, or, or whatever happened happened and the show did not continue and so your comment on this uh, Jordan when we texted about it was <laughs> it really just looks like they wanted to make Castle without Beckett <laughs> right and they were like and damn I mean, it we're doing it even beyond it is a slightly more serious tone but even beyond, they, they, it feels like they're they're setting up almost like it is a semi sequel because they really they emphasize that he's like his marriage just ended and you see him like taking off the ring and it, it just feels like a disconnect of of like we wanted to make this show we yeah. wanted a Nathan Fillion cop show again yeah I mean you almost could like forget that it wasn't called you know like the the sequel series to Castle and he and Beckett's marriage has dissolved and now he's gonna and he finally decides to be a cop right exactly that could happen. Um, Although I there's a for somebody who's watched a ton of Castle like me almost every episode, 
the real big difference is Nathan Fillion is not confident in this, at least not in the beginning. And even if he does get confidence, it's never going to be the kind of cocky, cocksure confidence that he had in Castle. So he is a very different character. When you see him at the beginning of this trailer, he's all like downtrodden and like getting held up at a bank. And he's kind of like, yeah, this is the most exciting thing that ever happened to me. You know, he's he's very like lost and drifting. And, and so was Castle in a very different way. You know, not kind of knowing where he needed his personal life to go, but very driven. He was very driven, you know, economically and and. and career-wise, and, you know, he had this great persona. So this character is going to be a very big departure the actual, in the actual role he's playing. Um, yeah, it looks like by the end of the first episode, which we kind of saw, he gains the respect of, the you know, his new force, and, you know, every day he's going to be kind of like the hero. Um, but the idea is, if people don't know, he's an aging cop. He's a, he's a guy who basically his wife leaves him, he has a midlife crisis, he's completely devastated, he's uh, in a bank one day, um, I guess dropping off the ring <laughs> in a safe deposit box, and uh, that the um, bank is held up um, and then he kind of like accidentally stands up to the criminals and some girl tells him he's a hero and then he decides to go like to police academy and become a cop and so he's like 48 starting as a cop where everybody else is 22 um, and so that's like the main conflict of the show or at least early on um, and then he's basically got that whole like I earned my place I'm not going anywhere and he's like more brave than some of the other cops he brings a new perspective the chief comes around on him that kind of stuff which again that's castle-ish um, you know at first they are like no castle you can't help with crimes that's ridiculous and then he helps with his unique perspective helps solve things wow you're right now that I think about this with his unique <laughs> perspective that he brings to everything he's able to bring something new to the division and they grudgingly accept him and then he helps really helps out the team the other thing is i don't think it's going to be as much like mysteries as it's going to be like a like it's less you know uh, uh csi um and more um um, Hawaii Five O, you know, where it's much more like action based and like, oh, we got to go chase this dude down. We know who it is. We just got to get him. And how do we figure out how to get the guy? Um, right. And and so that part makes it incredibly less interesting to me. But it's definitely something I'll check out. How about you? No, fair. Like, I mean, this is clearly aimed at their castle audience. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll check it out. But I, it doesn't have what I love about that show. I love the idea. And there's a big cancellation that I'm actually a little disappointed about. And I'll talk about it later. But um, I love this kind of show, The Mentalist and Castle, and anything where um, even Instinct a little bit, although it's not that great. Uh, it was a new show last season. Um, just any show where there's somebody with really unique cool talents that like i'm already interested to see and then applying those to being a police officer i find that fascinating i always have and it's basically just the cool talents mixed with a mystery that are that are the ingredients that i need um but anyway this doesn't have that so all right so next up we've got a couple of comedies um first one is single parents okay. uh, which is Almost a Terran kill him vehicle, but it definitely seems more ensemble cast bent. Okay. Uh, so Terran kill him stars is like a single parent who's like really into his kid and really wants to be there and is trying to be the room parent. And he's he works to kind of bring the other single parents together and they're all sort of checked out and they're so exhausted. Um, but basically, it's got almost a community ish feel of a bunch of random personalities being brought together because their kids are all in the same class. And um, in Terran Killam's case, it's learning how to let go a bit more and have his own life, where it seems like the reverse is going to be him bringing them together and making them uh, into more of like a family unit. And I think what's interesting about this one is most of ABC's comedies tend to be family comedies, which isn't to say they are comedies aimed at families. They are, but they are comedies about families. Right. This seems a bit more of the 
a friend hangout show, even though it still has the family aspect. Right. Um, so they get I like, the, both of bo- best of both worlds with that. Best of both worlds. Um, I liked Taron Killam a lot. He was I always loved him on SNL um, and in the other things he's popped up in over the years. So I like the idea of seeing him get to have sort of a starring role. I think the extended cast of other parents looks solid as well. Brad Garrett. Um, what? Yeah, I thought this was a funny trailer. Um, as far as all the... Um, half-hour comedy pilots that we saw the trailers for. I thought this was the best-looking one out the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited for this show. I think it has a lot of potential to be a pretty fun addition to their lineup. Nice. I and just My worry would be it having the audience because it's not quite their traditional comedy, but it does have the family aspect. So Cool. Uh, so let's, uh, moving right along to other comedies, what do you think of Kids Are All Right? I, this looks like garbage. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I'm glad you feel that way. I didn't. I was not feeling this. Um, so essentially, look. I think anytime, I, I just like if you're gonna start your trailer off on on a, a highly political joke, that probably should be part of the inherent like nature of the show but it doesn't seem that way. So they make this very weird Trump joke, and then it's just a show set in the '70s that is such a like clear ripoff of the Goldbergs so it's clear. like it's painful uh, it's got the narration it's got this talking about back when I was a kid it's got you know sort of that removed narrator it's got it's the just dad the seven... who acts like the dad in Goldbergs yeah I mean it's a bigger family unit and it seems like it's gonna have some it's gonna have 70s elements but yeah it just it, it was a rough trailer yeah I, um, I thought it looked well. I mean, I'm not a big sitcom guy anyway, but this was like so far from anything I'd ever watch. Like, I I can't even explain it. Well, like the thing with the Goldbergs is it's a good concept inherently. Like, it, it can work. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the concept, but if you watch the Goldbergs, what's really interesting about that is the fact that it, it is from a guy who did videotape him all these elements of his childhood. So like all most of the episodes of the Goldbergs will end with video footage. He shot in the eighties of like the things he's referenced. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like even still now, I don't know how, how long into the series that can go, how much footage he shot, but the episodes (laughs) are all based. Well, I mean, I know it's going into this, like I think fifth or sixth season. Yeah. That's a lot of footage, man. But you know, I'm, I'm only on season two and it's still like, you know, footage of him, uh, there was a whole episode about him dealing with death after seeing Transformers the movie, mm-hmm. um, and he had footage of of a a bringing Optimus back to life movie that he shot with his action figures as a kid. That's impressive. So, like you know, those the stories there are you can tell they're informed directly, and it's what makes that show work. Uh, it's it is a family comedy I can watch because it it you know it's it's it feels real and funny. This just looks like they're trying to take that concept and really hammer it into the ground. What are the what channels are Goldberg's on? Uh ABC. Really? Yes. They're doing both <laughs> of them. Yes. That's crazy. I mean it's sort of like when Fox uh had that seventy show and then they were like, we wanna also do an eighties version and it was terrible. Right. Yeah. That does not Excuse work. Me. Yeah, no problem. All right, well, this next one I think you will definitely be interested in. This is something that I've skipped over on Netflix about 3,000 times. Um, it always seems to pop up in my queue. Does that happen to you, too? Uh, maybe? The Grand, Grand, the Grand Hotel. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I... <laughs> maybe it's because of the things that I watch, but they think I want to see Grand Hotel. Basically, it's a telenovela-esque 
uh, show from either South America or Mexico. I'm not sure exactly, um, but it's Spanish language show, um, and it's about this hotel, um, the Grand Hotel, as it were. And the idea is that nothing but like sordid hookups and you know scandals, and the owner is really you know working with the mob and all that kind of shit happens. I believe in the one that that I start, I start, I think I watched like the first 10 minutes of it just to check it out on Netflix at one point. It's a, it's a remake. This is like a, an American new yeah. version. Um, and uh, the one on Netflix, I think it starts with like this guy comes to work there because his sister disappeared or his sister died there and he wants to come and like be like a sleuth behind the scenes and then he gets mired in all the drama of the Grand Hotel. I don't think in this one that's the premise. At least in the trailer it didn't seem to be. It was much more like the drama surrounding the owners, the owner's daughter, maybe this new waiter guy that comes in like hooking up with the owner's daughter, all the impending drama, ooh, we owe money to the mob. So there are certain aspects that are that are similar, but it's basically um, that kind of thing. But I also know that it's Jane the Virgin's executive producer, right? Um, the thing with this, yeah, I mean, that was my immediate thought, is it looked like Jane the Virgin if it just focused on Raphael managing the Marabella and removed all the other right, stuff. Right, Um, I didn't like this trailer. Okay. <laughs> um, it, it looks like, uh, it's trying to be a very Shonda show without being a Shonda show and mm-hmm. being, like, very high drama. And, I mean, yeah, that's inherent to telenovelas. So, I mean, I'm not saying they're they're just going for that. It clearly has the roots. But it, it, it just didn't – nothing in the trailer grabbed me as setting it apart other than uh, Damian Bashir, who's always good. He is always good. Uh, but, you know, I – maybe this is one of those shows where if it – if it gets good reviews, I might check it out. I just don't see it getting good reviews. It I, seems a little too focused on being over-the-top and, like, sensationalist. If it isn't, though, if it does work, I could really see this being one that you're like, I'm really happily surprised this is really entertaining, in the same way Jane the Virgin is. I think it's going to be that style. Like, they'll do a 22-episode season. It'll be very high drama, but they'll also include some heart in it, or at least I hope they will. Um, I don't think it would be the thing to watch because I would say you'd probably recommend that I just watch Jane the Virgin, right? Yeah, that that's put away for great seasons, um, and is is you know full of heart and depth and all that. Not that this won't be. I just I I'm skeptical of this. It's one. more salacious. It's pretty clearly wants to go for being more salacious. It's about a hotel in, in Miami. I mean, yeah. like the setup is there. Okay, cool. Um, well, this is an interesting one. Um, that it's sort. This is sort of like a like a Tango and Cash or a Lethal Weapon or those kind of things, but but with like a CIA versus the FBI band and it's called Whiskey Cavalier. What do you know well, about this? Well, uh, so what was interesting about this one is is seeing the image on the trailer and then the first few, like, minute or so, I was like, I was convinced this was going to be a very serious Me too! Uh, drama. I had the same experience! The same experience as you did. Exactly. So my guard was up, but then, you know, it cuts to the video of him crying yes. after he's been dumped and I was like, okay, They're doing now I'm getting a little better. Here. Yeah. Uh, but so this is about, yeah, a, an agent for the FBI who ends up clashing with an agent from the CIA, um, played by Scott Foley and Lauren Cohen from uh, The Walking Dead. And it sets up this idea of them clashing as they try to rescue this asset for most of the pilot episode. I mean, you know, that's what the trailer's about uh, before they kind of get joined together to run some kind of joint unit uh, for the FBI CIA um, that is uh, going to be, I guess, the vehicle for a lot of weekly action-adventure. Yeah. Uh, this, honestly, it reminded me a lot of Chuck, if 
instead of having to deal with Chuck, they they just did the CIA FBI thing because that's part of Chuck's inherent is uh, Casey's from the FBI and Sarah's from the CIA. Mm-hmm. It definitely had that feel to it. I thought this looked really fun. I, I'm I'm legitimately excited to check this wow. one out. Okay, cool. You like Lauren Cohen? Yeah, I've enjoyed her on uh, The Walking Dead when I've seen it. Uh, she was also in Chuck, actually, now that okay. I think about it. Uh, Scott Foley has been doing solid supporting work yeah. for years. He was in Felicity. That's how I got introduced to him, and I really liked him in that. And then the other thing I know he did is Scandal, pretty large. Um, and what pretty else? Large that. I think he went back. I, I'm pretty sure he was in Scrubs as well, mm-hmm. a lot. Okay. Uh, so he's just always there, and he's done a lot of guest appearances. Well, I'm glad he's getting um, a vehicle because that dude is talented. He is. I think he's he sells both. He is. He sells both the the need to be an ac- an action heavy FBI agent as well as the more comedic moments, and also the sensitive moments. Like I'm actually, but what you're right. I had that exact experience where I was like, this is a, a straight ahead like um, uh, Jack Ryan on uh, or or 48 or 24 48 or 24 or something like that at first, and then I was like, oh wait, no, it is not because that scene I just saw was not that. Um, and yeah, yeah, but I think but, he sells that vulnerability as well pretty well, and then recovers from it. You know, he's able to like go there, but then also come back out and be what you just said—the action-heavy FBI agent. Yeah, I mean, even just looking at the shows we mentioned, Felicity, Scrubs, Scandal—he has the range to fit onto any of those shows. So giving him a show where he can play all of those parts as necessary works. Right. Um, Definitely inspired I, I, casting. The more I yeah, talk I about think, it with you, the more the more it sounds like a good idea. Yeah, it just looks like a fun. Um, it kind of it, it seems like it's in the the how the what's the word I'm looking for the range of shows like Chuck, like that J.J. Um, Abrams spy show uh, Undercovers. Oh, well, yes, also Alias, yeah. not Alias, but the one he did that had like a season. I remember yeah, that, that was show a huge bomb. Well. Yeah. yeah, yes, but but that was what the the tone they seem to be going for with yep, it. Yeah, right, right. Um, also, this was one of those trailers where I was like, it I, because of the pilot, I was like, I, I thought Tyler James Williams, um, who plays like the asset they're going after, he actually brought a lot of energy just a little bit. And I was like, I hope he's in this and he is a cast member going forward. So I think, he oh, add, yeah, he has the potential to add a lot to the dynamic. It seems like a really well cast show that could be a lot of fun. Spoilers, Jordan. Now, <laughs> now we know he's not just a bad guy. Oh, I'll tell you, there is a, there is a, there's definitely a trailer where I was like, pretty sure they, they, they gave something away without actually giving it away, but we'll get there. Cool. All right. Uh, so, Grant, uh, Whiskey Cavalier looks good. Awesome. I like the name too. Good name. All right. Uh, so last for ABC is. All right. Here I we mean, go. here we go. <laughs> so the fix, which is essentially. I don't want to be dismissive, but it definitely feels like revenge fan fiction. <laughs> Wow. Written by Marcia Clark. I mean, it's the OJ oh, trial. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the, show. the No, no, no. It's just one hundred percent the OJ trial. If he like murdered again, and then she got the chance to like go after him. Well, it certainly, it certainly is. I mean, that's one way to look at it. Another way to look at it is here's somebody with tremendous amount of experience in this particular scenario. Um, no, I don't. I do yeah. not want to like like say that she she doesn't like. I, I I'm obviously she knows her stuff. And she's tried a lot of cases, but it's just like when it's you know so that meta knowledge. Yeah, yeah, it's so close. Well, let me let me let me put another spin on it. Um, I love the actors. Um, Robin Tunney is I'm completely in love with from The Mentalist. Not that way, but like I just love her character. I think she's just one of the most 
you know, underrated historically actresses working in television and movies today. She's fantastic from her start in Empire Records um, all the way up through um, The Mentalist. And now this is her new show. Um, the idea is that, and, and it is like you said, um, the idea here is that uh, there's a character named O.J. Simpson. I mean, um, Swenny? Swenny? Something like that? Sweppy? So, anyway. Um, um. Something like that, some kind of uh, some kind of nickname that he. But anyway, he's a, he's a movie star, um, and um, he is accused of a murder back before the show kind of starts. I mean, I'm sure they show flashbacks, but basically, he's accused of a murder, and um, he gets off. Um, he gets off of um, this murder charge. Um, he beats it. He has this really like f- high-powered lawyer called the Wolf, um, and um, kind of little takeoff on Winston Wolf, uh, the fixer in. Uh, uh, Pulp Fiction, but uh, anyway, he's played by Adewale Adinwa. I can't say the name, but the guy from Lost who plays um, what was Mr. Echo. Echo, right? Which is interesting because he was such a good guy in that, and in this, like, he's quite possibly. I mean, even if it turns out that he's not the killer, he probably is. But even if it turns out that he's not, like, he's not a great guy. He's like a you know, it looks like a womanizing Hollywood kind of guy. Um, so, which is definitely very different for um, for him, you know. Um, and, and I just, the two of them are basically going to be sparring back and forth. Um, and, and, you know, she, she basically, the, the original murder happens and then she, he gets off because of his good lawyer. And then in the future, um, he, some other young girl, his new wife is 26 and she's murdered. And then they bring Robin Tunney out of like her self-imposed retirement, um, to, you know, convict him of this of this murder of his you know and finally get a second chance at this but um he is saying the fix is in i didn't do it um you know they're trying to frame me and it may be possible it is possible that he did the first murder but not the second although with marcia clark involved he probably did it well i mean um, that's the thing you would hope they would recognize that it's like you the, the show needs to have some kind of twist or interest like yeah. i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of intrigue along the way but like, there is a moment in the trailer where where it seems very much like oh, where, the, where the one of the lawyers is like he did it again, and it's very much like oh he definitely did the first murder, we just couldn't get him for it. Right. And so now it's like how how heavy handed about it are they going to be? Would be my biggest concern because you want there to be some mystery. You want it to be um, oh yeah. what was that Juliet Lewis show? Secrets and Lies, mm-hmm. right? You want it to be that. Right, exactly. You want to not know, you know, if this guy, even if he can be kind of a creep, you don't want to know if he really definitely did it. Because if you do, it just it just loses something. His name is Sevy Johnson. I was stuttering before because I was looking it up. Um, he plays Sevy Johnson. Robin Tunney plays Maya Travis. And, and yeah, it's it, it looks good. I mean, it's a mid-season show, so we won't be seeing it until 2019. Um, it'll probably be 13 episodes, which is fine. But my big problem with this show is how are they going to fill 13 episodes with it? And I know, I know, you can look at, like, you know, killing and other shows like this that handle you know over the course of one or even two seasons sometimes one murder but to me they just get so slow and it all becomes each episode has a red herring they pursue it they disprove it and it's like oh my god this wasn't it but wait maybe this was it and then the next episode starts you know and and it's just a formula that's gotten a little old so i don't know i i it's all this one's going to be all about execution they got a unfucking believable cast now they have to pull it off and hopefully my, they can. my hope is and i i think part of why i loved um not not to just bring it back to oj but the part of the reason why i loved american crime story season one was that so much of the time was spent in courts with like the the focus on the interviews and the the cross examinations and all that so if they did that and really focused on the courtroom because we haven't gotten a lot of 
we've gotten lawyer shows, but not like serialized law cases in the way we've gotten serialized murders. Right. Uh, so I think that could be a good angle to take it from, but it doesn't seem that way. It seems like the investigation is going to be the big, big part of it, but who knows? And and it's that weird anachronistic thing where, um, I don't know if that's the right word, but where, um, you know, even though she's a prosecutor, like she's investigating the case also, you know, mm. um, that kind of thing that happens all the time on TV and not really in real life. But anyway. Yeah. But we'll see on that. Um, like I said, overall, looking at ABC, a million little things I'm interested in, single parents, uh, Whiskey Cavalier, and even The Fix, I, I think they have a really strong lineup of new shows. But you also have to consider they didn't really get rid of a lot, so it's always surprising how many shows they have. But, you know, their comedy lineup is solid. Um, Blackish is coming back, Goldberg, Speechless, Modern Family's going into its last season. They have um, <coughs> other shows the the for their dramas and whatnot. So uh, they also have a show. They have a Goldberg spinoff coming next year as well. There's just not a trailer for it yet. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think ABC's really for years, they've been the most reliably solid network i mean cbs is obviously the ratings monstrosity but you know it's not a network i pay as much attention to right uh but we are moving on we'll do the another the other small one really quick okay cw is a network that is actually expanding <laughs> into sunday nights for the first time this fall they have so much content they have to put on the air <clears throat> They uh, well, they have the shows. Um, is is the thing because they've had like if you look at their past season, even now they just had the hundred premiere a few weeks ago. So they've been fitting these shows in where they can because they're very much a network that's like, if the audience is there and because they aim for smaller ratings, it's usually easier to keep that audience. They'll keep renewing things and yeah. they'll give it. They they've gotten smart about doing. We'll do the thirteen episode order and we'll let them continue the story. That's been the case for I Zombie and Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Um, a couple of their other shows, and then they have their smash hits like Riverdale, uh, the whole Arrowverse, right. uh, Black Lightning, all that. Uh, so they, they do have other shows. There's a show called Legacies that is a original spinoff that of, uh, doesn't have a trailer yet. Hmm? Of what? The Originals. Oh, Originals spinoff. Okay. Yes, it, it is a spinoff of a spinoff. Yeah, so the Vampire's say, yeah. Diary, The Vampire Diaries universe lives on. Okay. Um, but the two we got trailers for, uh, the first one was their Charmed reboot. Ah, this one looks interesting. <laughs> I've not ever watched Charmed. Me neither. Um, I've seen um, trailers and I've seen, like, cast photos, but... Um, it was... My, my one reference point for Charmed was in <laughs> in Jordan, there is a channel that would air a, a block of... Um, well, they, they air a lot of American shows over there because we are the biggest, like, pop culture exporter in the world okay uh but the block was the abc block where it was angel buffy charmed so i would see this trailer over and over again um but yeah charmed obviously has nothing to do with angel and buffy but it is in that milieu of a mid-2000s uh early to mid-2000s supernatural thriller type show before supernatural came along and was just like we are the only show (laughs) we have 12 seasons we will have 20 when we're done maybe more um yeah so the uh, the big thing with this is it it definitely feels like a CW show and and Charmed was a WB show so I, you know it, it fits it's appropriate right uh, but it's about two 
young girls whose mother dies. They learn they had a sister who shows up, and they all find out that they are actually witches, and that their strength comes from the unity between the three of them. And that their mother uh, was binding their powers up to this point so they could be normal kids, but once she dies, um, their powers are brought brought back to the forefront. And there are supernatural threats that are going to start showing up. Um, like a yeah, really I, badly animated looking... <laughs> do you see him? Yeah, I mean, well, it's... He it's, didn't look it's good. CW. The budget's aren't aren't as big he didn't look good uh, but you know it, it's gonna be a probably a good pairing with supernatural i would assume uh it it doesn't i have no idea how much it calls back to the original or how much they're planning to uh i would say if it were greg berlanti you'd probably be seeing charmed characters every other week to sh- play supporting roles um but i think this looks fun honestly uh, I don't know that it's a show I'll keep up with because there is so much on the CW I'm yeah. already watching. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm behind on those shows right now. And we're, we're still playing catch up on some of them. But I, I do think that if it gets a good rating uh, and starts strong, it, it could be a contender for them. I don't know. Again, just because neither of us are Charmed fans, it's hard to say what the reaction will be like from yeah. fans of the original. But uh, it's been a while since that show aired, so... Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's a good time for it to come back. It's been, yeah, a good enough amount of time. People are going to be interested in it. And, you know, it looks like a good cast. They have good chemistry, the three women. Definitely. Cool. Um, uh, I'm really hoping deep down that somehow you're not really excited for this next show, but I'm worried you might be. Well, I'll say this. I'll say this. It is the last trailer I watched because inherently football is just not something I get excited about. Uh, so I mean, like even even you even the do, shows though, that are... in weird ways, Un- oddly you do. Like you got into that one uh, Madden mode, and then you also I think that is true. Didn't you watch Friday Night Lights or something like that? No, I was about to say um, I've watched the pilot Friday Night Lights, and everyone swears by it, and it's such a beloved show, and I even liked the pilot. But I've not watched Friday Night Lights because I'm just like, but it's it's about football, and I I know that's like a big thing for a Wait, lot of people. Were you that I've... dude who read those YA novels about football or something? Um, was, was I read you? I read Scott Sigler's yeah. Galactic Football League, which is yeah. like sci-fi football. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was you. That was one. That's a real old memory, man. That's from when we first became friends. You told me all about that. <laughs> yeah, but those were those had like aliens playing football. That's a little yeah. different. You have some weird ties to football in an odd in an odd way. Okay. I also played NFL Blitz a lot. So all right, all right. I played Tech no. Bowl if that counts. So I will say, as far as show concepts, the the concept of and, and I didn't even know the concept. I just was like, oh, it's it's about football. But watching the trailer, I will say it doesn't look bad. <laughs> um, it's about – it's essentially – it's got an OC feel, and I love the OC. Right, right. Uh, and I also, watched that and also crazy. A, a, non, <laughs> a non-comedic Fresh Prince of Bel-Air feel. Yeah, and it's about a guy who a, who's really good at playing football for his high school, uh, but it's in a bad neighborhood, and he gets – kind of drafted to attend a, a much better school on academic scholarship by Tay Diggs, uh, Tay <laughs> who Diggs. grew up in his neighborhood and got out and wants to do the same, pay it forward sort of way. And, you know, you see a lot of the standard stuff for stories like this in the pilot. He comes to the school. Uh, other members of the team kind of shun him, particularly the one that plays the same position as he does. There's tension with 
the coach and his son, because while he obviously loves his son, it's clear that, you know, he connects with the, the main guy in a different way because he grew up in the situation that he specifically was trying to get his own son not to be raised in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of that stuff. There's, you know, flirtations, budding romances. It's a surprisingly straightforward <laughs> high school drama type of show with the focus being on football and, you know, escaping a bad situation. Right. It is not the type of show I would typically watch, um, but I don't think it looks bad. I, I think it could find an audience. I would say the biggest struggle is just going to be that the CW has become so um, fantastical focused. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's most normal shows are probably Jane the Virgin, which has you know magical realism, so uh, telenovela elements, and then yeah, Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which has is big a musical, music. right? So I mean, those are its most standard shows and then you look at the shows like um life sentence and valor which are probably much more realistic or while still being soapy and cw and they've both been canceled right now i haven't seen those shows that probably were just bad i remember the pilot to valor looked really bad mm-hmm. really bad title too you know the sci-fi and the the over the top and the comedic elements seem very important to cw's general demographic i think this show will probably be pretty good and I think can speak to that audience. Greg Berlanti is executive producing it. Right. But he's like I think, yeah, he's got the golden touch. I think the big trouble will be maybe finding an audience uh for a show this normal as it were on the CW. Right. Right. <coughs> cool. Uh, but that was it for CW because again, they renewed the whole Airverse. They renewed a bunch of other stuff that we'll talk about. Um they're they're probably now now this time next year I think when you when you look at the shows they're ending, I think the CW will definitely have a a bigger slate next time, especially as they're expanding to two night uh, six nights a week. But right. we'll cross that bridge in 2019. Maybe they'll go to seven and bring Saturday into the into play. <laughs> Saturday <laughs> really put the dump shows. Yeah, on. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Well, anyway, last up we have CBS. Any reason you saved them till last, or just because that's how we have it written? Well, no, I saved them to last just because, you know, I, I was trying to put NBC and CW in between the bigger networks. Uh, Fox, ABC, and CBS all had uh, six or more shows. Uh, NBC and CW just, you know, three and two. Sure, sure, right. Um, but CBS also was the last one to this, debut. This was uh, this was a little harder for me to find some love on this channel, I gotta say. Um, I'm, I'm well, well, we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, let's, let's go through them. That was a pretty... Uh, intrigued by a good number of them. Okay, so let's start with Magnum P.I. Is that one of them? That is one of them. Okay. Um, I've never seen an episode of the Tom Selleck series. Nor have I, although it sounds uh, good. And there is a lot in this trailer that, at, at least at first glance, is the sort of stuff you would expect from, like, an SNL parody of a reboot. Like, the fact that they took his, um, like, his his partner Higgins and turned his, took him, and very explicitly were like, now she's a sexy woman, because it, like, opens the first shots of her are doing yoga. Yeah, I remember. And so, but it, it definitely seems to be appealing a little bit to that audience. But honestly, I thought the chemistry between yeah. you know Jay Hernandez as Ma- as Pete Magnum, um, his friends and her was pretty solid. Yeah. It, it definitely is going for the Scorpion approach of let's have Justin Lin do a big action pilot for us. Oh, I think it yeah it is. But I also think um, just just sort of as an ensemble piece um, that it that it looks more like Hawaii Five O than anything. I can see that. Have you seen Hawaii Five O at all? 
I've seen a little bit of so it's obviously it, but I, a remake. I it's, been, it's been successful, so it's kind of like an um, you know, a template for what they're doing here. Um, and basically, what what Hawaii Five O is is you know a group of people, um, you know, two mainly two cops though, um, and they're like experts with military backgrounds and stuff, just like Magnum, um, and they you know go around but it's much less about who done it like i said and much more like even though it's pi in it private investigator it's much more about like action-packed explosions and how are we going to solve this thing that we already know who did it um and and hawaii 50 like i tried to get into it because i like the characters i like the chemistry i like the setting but it just I, action adventure shows just aren't my cup of tea generally so i'm hoping this has like some good mysterious elements with this amazingly good chemistry of the cast i mean the lead guy looks phenomenal what has he been in he well you'd have a hard time placing him because he played diablo in suicide squad okay right right and you know a lot of a lot of face tattoos there right just a few um, okay but the 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 big thing also it's got the one of the lead guys from happy endings uh, which was exciting to me. Okay, it's sort of their money man or their connections guy. Yeah, but I, yeah, I that kind of looked cool. Uh, it just it looks like it could be the sort of fun escapism. Honestly, it feels eighties. Like it, it mm-hmm. looks very A team, very much like we're gonna go and we're gonna fight. Uh, you know, bad guerrilla warfare dudes in the jungle <laughs> type of <laughs> feeling. Yes. Um, it it looks more fun than I would think it had any right to. Yeah. Uh, but what I will say also is that um, oh, and I lost my train of thought. It's been happening this morning. Yeah, no, no. Uh, I just, I, I, well, what I, what I will say is, I think it looks surprisingly fun if they can keep the action going, if they can build the cast. Oh no, now I remember. Uh, it did seem to very much suggest because he he has like three friends at the beginning. There's like the one that's the ex Navy SEAL though, yeah. who's not there at the end when no. he's getting commendated. So well, I'm like, oh, that dude betrays them. No, no, no. I think he's the guy who gets killed. Does he get killed? I think he's. I the thought one. that was like the author that he was. Oh, maybe I got the sense I don't that it remember. was the, it was the bigger dude, the chubby dude who was, who got killed with the with the ring on. Um, I thought that was who got killed. So they introduced him. He's like, "Here are my four buddies. We solve crimes together." And then it's just like, "Oh shit! One of my buddies got killed." I thought oh, maybe that is the case. I thought that's what it happened. Went, it went pretty quickly. I was yeah. thinking it was the author, but it was, I wasn't sure who called him on the phone. Yeah, yeah. Well, well we, another on rewatch, we could figure it out. But either way, something's going down with the fat dude with the ring. That's happening. Yeah, uh, but no, I think the the four, the core four characters that are going to be like the main cast going forward look pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So after that, now this one is uh, not a remake or, or not a reboot, but a revival. Okay. Uh, and that is Murphy Brown. So they're going to be like it's going to be like Roseanne. It's season eleven, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the thing with this is that I, honestly, I've never really seen Murphy Brown. I've heard the love for it, but it was interesting because I was reading up afterwards, and a big problem is it's not streaming anywhere, and you can't get but the first season on DVD because the classic thing for any show pre-2000 is music rights. Uh, the oh. show is just littered with songs. I mean, you can even see that in the trailer when she's singing... Uh, natural woman after right. giving birth right. Uh, right. in the previous series and that's something that's like throughout the whole thing in fact a big part of it is that uh, the character loved Motown and in fact most episodes start off with montages set to Motown oh god uh, so it is a rights nightmare in that regard and it is a bummer because it's one of those shows that I've always heard good things about I've always wanted to check out and honestly I thought this trailer with, with sort of like the where are they now we're right. getting back game thing was pretty vibe. funny yeah uh, it, it set things up it had a little bit of a you know uh, old versus new vibe with the whole like 
kid who didn't know what a flip phone was, or I was like, Ugh. Patel, yeah. But I think it looked pretty pretty fun. I mean, it's obviously a more liberal slanted, which is what the original show was. Very much uh, so, and, and, and in many ways why it was such a critical darling, although it was also a fantastic show with great performances, apparently. I haven't seen it, but but it, it, yeah. also, it spawned the potato joke. Um, so I, do, you, do you know about that? Not off. So, so what happened was, no, no problem. This is, this is my era. So um, what happened was Dan Quayle went to one of those... Um, you know, they do those little publicity things. Dan Quayle was Bush's uh, VP. Yeah. Um, and he went to one of those, um, like, publicity where you go, like, teach little kids how to read or read with little kids in a circle. And there was a spelling bee going on. And this little kid spelled potato, P-O-T-A-T-O. And Dan Quayle said, no, you're wrong. There's an E at the end. And it was, like, the biggest fucking fiasco ever. I mean, can you imagine? He corrected a kid with the wrong spelling of potato with an E. So Murphy Brown, historically... Um, on her show, uh, got a big trash truck full of potatoes and dropped them off on the vice president's lawn um, on one of the episodes. <laughs> so it, it did things like that all the time that were like irreverent and really out there. So that's one of the things it's most famous for is the potato thing. Nice. Yeah. No, I, my hope is that they somehow work it out it, because mu- music rights are, are, are difficult and especially when they're you know tied into the DNA yeah. of a show. Because sometimes it's impossible. people will just change them if it's just background music, but you yeah, can't like if, if you Yeah, like if you look at Daria on DVD or streaming, it has like generic music instead of 90s pop and punk songs. That um, sucks. Yeah, I mean, it is a bummer, but it would be at least nice to see the episode. So hopefully maybe they can make it work if this is uh, – maybe. I mean, ideally if this – I mean, I don't know if this is going to be a huge hit. It'll probably definitely have its audience. I mean, I'm like, I like Candace Bergen, uh, Bergen a lot. I was a big Boston Legal fan. Oh, um, okay. Is that what she went on to do next? Uh, not. I don't think immediately next, but uh, okay. c- but several years later. I mean, Boston Legal was like mid-2000. Cool. Um, but Spare, no, right? I – Spader, Spader and um, Shatner Got it. <laughs> were the centerpiece of that. Um, but yeah, I thought this looks funny. I, I like that they did a sort of tongue-in-cheek meta trailer, and it, it introduced the new cast and the old cast coming back, and it made me want to watch the old show, which is, <laughs> is uh, I think, a good achievement. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm sure that now... So that's the thing, though. Now there's money behind this new series, so I could very much see them working out new deals and feeling like it's lucrative and will make sense to reissue those old episodes finally. Um, it, it might be... This might be the nudge that it needs to get those re-released. Oh, yeah, if that came to streaming, I'd be right on it. Awesome. Well, at least you try it out. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so next up now, we're, we're out of reboots and remakes. What and a remakes. terrible name for a show this is. I am getting I, so tired can... of these kind of shows. Like, anyway, go ahead. FBI. Oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> not a show. Wait. That's an agency. I typed when... in FBI into YouTube, and it pulled up, like, the Trump administration. <laughs> when... When I saw it was by Dick Wolf, it all made sense, though. Yeah. Like, right? Yeah. It's definitely a Dick Wolf name. Yes, but is it really? Dick Wolf does uh, Law and Order. Yeah, but he, it's... it's. But then you have, like, the, the subtitle, like, Special Victims Unit. Um, yeah, but... Ability to, I don't know. It feels... Don't get me wrong. I'm not defending the name. They... they God, they could have given it something. Call it the Bureau. I Call know. it anything. Call it anything. I just can't stand all of these shows, like, SEAL Team. Like, come on, dude. Like... It, it's so generic. It's so generic. I can't... One word names are bad enough, like safe or cold or reef 
or, you know, Volcano or whatever these fucking shows are all over Netflix that are actually good but have these one-word names, The Fall. What the fuck does that mean? You know, it's just <laughs> it's just so – oh, it's it's a pet peeve of mine. And this one's like the next level. It's a fucking abbreviation. It, it's, this is not a show. It's an organization. Don't be ridiculous. Anyway, I, um, that's my little pet peeve. All that said, uh, you know, I, I was I was wary of this one. It's it doesn't look great. The lead it looks guy like a looks good show. Yeah, the the, the leads look fine. What I, it definitely had those moments because again, it's a pilot, and the trailer has to emphasize those moments where it's like, I'm a renegade who was undercover, and we're just gonna do this, and and then and who's then, gonna care if we get results? And then the boss is like, you work for me now. I'm but gonna do care. It. Yeah, but do it exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so it, you know, from that aspect, it was it was a little crazy. But I I did like that, you know, it started off as like this this whole we're going to have a terrorist bombing, and and you know it could seem very sensationalist. It, it's like that problem you run into with Twenty Four, where it's like because I, I enjoy most seasons of Twenty Four, but it definitely like sometimes it builds on that paranoia. Mm-hmm. So I like in this one, it's like no, by the end of it, it's like now they find out it's a white nationalist, and it's like it seems like it's going to be more balanced and try to to be a little more relevant. Which is something that I think most of these shows don't try to do. At the same time, watching the trailer, I was like, I will never watch an episode of this. Yeah, because it's just not aimed at me. No, me neither. I'd, I'd rather watch Blind Spot, for example, before I'd watch this. Yeah, that at least has something. Some angle. Some intrigue. Something. All right. I mean, are they going to stop terrorists every week? I guess, like bombings. Oh, no, there's not one, but two bombs in the building. And, oh, wait, he's dialing his phone to set off the bomb. Hello? Oh, shit, they foiled him. What? All right. Um, they did have that dude. I feel... I could not place the actor that was playing the the bad guy in that, but God, he he was they had him looking creepy. I wonder he if was he just... was guilty, man. You think he did it? <laughs> Possibly. It's possible. Um, we'll so FBI doesn't open-minded. look great. No, but it definitely it like it is it is a CBS show, right? I mean, they have the generic type of SNS NCSI. Or NCIS. The thing about NCIS was nobody before that show came out, nobody knew what NCIS was. So that was interesting. You know That like, is true. It's but now it's this, been on for sixteen years and has what, two sped offs? Yeah, and still people don't really know what NCIS is. I mean, you know, it's just one of those things that it sounds unique, even though it's not. It's just a, a lot like, of naval tribe going on. Yeah, so much. So much. In fact, uh over two hundred and fifty naval crimes in the last seven years is a lot of naval crime. Alright. Anyway, um, so FBI is a thing. So okay, I still don't know what to make of this next yeah, one. I'll be neither. honest. Me neither. I, I at first I was like, oh my god, do I have to watch this trailer? Like it, even the trailer was going to be too long from what it looked like, but it actually grew on me. I, I well, I'll say this I, when it's so God friended me is um, this next show, and the thing with this one is I'm still not quite my my big takeaways. I'm still not quite sure what the tone is going to be. I feel like when you name your show God Friended Me, you have to understand that is an inherently ridiculous concept. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of humor in the front of the trailer, but then it got very dramatic as it went along. Yes. So it's like you got to find that balance. But basically this is about a uh, young man who has this radio show where he basically rallies against God and is like God's not real. And uh, even though his father is a pastor and – and the whole idea is God's not real, but that's okay. So, like, he's a positive atheist, you know, is the idea. And and then, like, you find out later in the trailer that the reason he's so jaded on this concept is his mom experienced a miracle in the hospital. She was going to have 
Um, she had cancer. She was dying. And then he just prayed to God to fix her cancer. And then she went into remission right after that. And this and the girl asks him, wait a minute. Well, then you must be the biggest believer of all. What, how did that make you an atheist? He goes, yeah, she died in a car wreck on the way home. And I was like, damn, dude. So that's basically why he's so jaded about all this. And then he gets a tweet from God saying, please friend me, um, be my, be, you know, join my, I don't know, it's a Facebook friend request, I guess. And then, yeah. and then the next thing he gets is, is another text that says, or another friend request from this guy, John Dove. For a friend suggestion. Yeah, suggestion, right. Uh, John Dove. And then, like, he sees him in real life and saves him from killing himself on a train. And then later it comes full circle and, like, John Dove saves somebody else. So it's this idea of, like, everything is connected in this divine sort of architecture. And is it God? Is it not? I don't know. We what direction they're going to go, but you're yeah, right. Joe, it's a weird Joe, show. Yeah. Joe Morton plays his dad, uh, who's the pastor who still believes. He's got a tech friend who who's also going to be part of the show. Um, and uh, this was again one of those pilot situations where it was like, is she going to be in it full time? And obviously, you know, they, you have to have a female lead character. Um, but Violet Bean plays another person that he ends up saving, Claire something or yeah. And the the thing that is my takeaway on this is. Depending on how spiritual it gets, it could kind of have, like, sort of a fun Eli Stone vibe. Mm -hmm. um, or it could get a little too touched by an angel and be very sappy and melodramatic. Right. Um, it's hard to tell from this trailer which way it's going to go. But that being said, I like both Brandon Michael Hall from appearing on The Mayor last season. Right. As bummed that got canceled. And I like Violet Bean a lot because she's been on The Flash for a couple of years. So these are both... Who does she play on The Flash? Uh, she plays Jesse Quick. Okay, cool. And so both of them are really good actors. I really think they... they it, was, it wasn't a lot in the trailer, but I thought they had good chemistry. So really it just comes down to how the show develops. And I, I just... I feel like with a title like God Friend and Me, you have to know you need to be funny because you can't take that as a serious saccharine drama. Right. Uh, so I'm hoping it really plays into the comedy of the earlier stuff with dramatic moments as he's saving lives and whatever but I, I think it could work it's just hard to tell yeah yeah word um so uh after this we have two more um for cbs um and they are um both sitcoms they are uh so the first one is the neighborhood which seems more a cedric the entertainer vehicle than anything but it's it about a family so sitcom -y. It is it is very Sakami. It is a story about uh, Cedric and his family. Uh, they live in a very uh, traditionally black neighborhood, uh, and a white family moves in next door from and Michigan. It's kind of, so they're like the white breadest of all white bread. Yeah, and so it's basically about culture clash and you know his discomfort with it, and it, it sort of seems like it's going to be a show playing up race relations and you know finding middle ground. And you know there's nothing wrong with that. It seems just very blunt. Yeah. It also seems very old. The reason I say it's so old, old classic sitcom is the whole, like, basically the set is, like, two living rooms, two kitchens, and, like, two backyards with a barbecue. Like, that, that's, like, the set. And then, like, the front door, so people can show up and, like, then they can, you know, it's so multicam. It's so, like, low-budget sitcom-y to me. Um, and all the characters are around. It almost looks like a play going on at, at, a, at a community theater. Yeah, and I mean, no, there's nothing wrong with that. I think, no, you know, classic good, sitcoms fun. really got a lot of out of that. Most Cheers episodes are essentially a play right? Um, right. on a single set. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, I think this looked a little more in the realm of, of slightly coordinated over the top. Cedric the Entertainer, though, is funny. 
I think it 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 sold some of the cornier moments a little better than it might otherwise have. Um, yeah, it wasn't all miss. It wasn't like when I saw the Doctor Ken uh, trailer a couple years back, and I was like, yeah, that "Oh was my rough. god, this is like the worst sitcom trailer I've Two ever seen." Two seasons for that one. I can't even believe that it got renewed. It blew my <laughs> mind. It blew my mind that it got a full first season. Um, I actually think the actor who plays his son, who like first realizes they're white and then is like uh, having fun with it, fact, yeah, yeah I and like he taking really pictures good too. He did, and he was like taking a shot with the camera. He's like, "Can you step out a little bit so I can get a shot of this introduction?" It was great. Yeah, so I good. mean, there's there's talent there. Dreama Walker plays um, the wife of the new couple that moves in, and uh, she was good on Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment Twenty Three. Is she the girl who moves in and shouldn't trust the bee? Yes. Okay. Uh, so I, you know, it was an overall. I this again. It's CBS, so it's going to be impossible to watch this anyway because they don't let anything stream outside of their own app. Right. Uh, but this has potential to maybe get somewhere. I'll say that it is um, not something I think will will last very long. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. but maybe it will. Maybe it'll be surprising. You, you one never knows. Well, this next one surprised me in that it's actually a multicam sitcom, or I think it's multicam, um, that I could see myself maybe watching. It just looked like that much fun. I'll, I'll say this uh, for Happy Together. Damon's Wayne, I've never seen Damon's Wayne Jr. in something where he does not give 110%. Yeah, he is all uh, in. He's always on. He has such a unique comedic energy. Um,. You know, he's great on Happy Endings. He was great in New Girl. He just seems so excited to be... He's great when he voice acts. He's, uh, you know, he was Wasabi in Big Hero 6. So, I mean, he always brings a lot of energy. And I, I think he helped make this... Again, it's a traditional uh, multicam sitcom about an accountant and his wife who are kind of just living their lives when one of his star um, clients. accounts... Clients. clients. Yeah, that's the word. Uh, decides that he needs to lay low and I guess decides to move in with them long term. I don't fully know what the premise is. Yeah, because supposedly the idea is that he uh, has a very nasty breakup with his girlfriend in the public. And as you know, with tabloid journalism, um, it's constant. Like they, they take pictures of you. If you're kissing a girl somewhere, they find out and they plaster it all over. So he needs a place to hide out and let the drama die down. His publicist recommends that he just find some, you know, somewhere to go. And so he decides my accountant is the most normal, boring, nowhere, no way would anybody ever look there a place to go hide. So he goes there. And the, the original conceit is he goes there to hang, to lay low for a couple weeks but how that's going to turn into like um uh that what's that show with charlie sheen um two and a half men yeah how that's going to turn into like a less raunchy version of two and a half men or a modernized version of two and a half men i don't know but it looks like it is turning into that where he's going to live with them in some capacity yeah um i will say so she Oh, that doesn't speak well. That's where I know her from. I was like, because I was going to say that I also liked Amber Stevens West, who plays his wife. And I was like, why? Because I've seen her in a lot of bit things. And then I saw she was in a show that still hasn't technically been canceled yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is Ghosted. Uh, oh, so that's what you mean by inadvertently spoiling. Uh, well, that that's one of those things, yeah, where I'm just like. I don't know that that's necessarily canceled, but I, I always wonder because it, famously with New Girl, in fact, with Damon Wayans Jr., he was he was still committed to right. um, happy endings if it got renewed, so he had to leave the show right after that. And they 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 played into it. I'm glad they did because he ended up coming back and was a main cast member for seasons three and four. Right. 
Um, and I'm curious if and that's then he the case. left again. Do you know why? Um, I think just to do other things. Okay. Um, but he he continued to make appearances throughout the rest of the series. Oh, cool. So it was, uh, you know, I wonder what the situation there is. Ghosted is such a weird show where I have seen I've seen every episode that's aired. Um, and it does have such a weird energy, and the fact that they're still they're, they've been retooling it for months. Uh, it actually missed what was supposed to be its return date. Oh yeah, it says here that Craig Robinson confirmed the show will return in the summer, though. Yes, but we so, don't know after now, that. Odds of it being renewed seem pretty low. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, I actually kind of was getting into it, having as I, I kind of just sort of blitzed all the episodes. Is it good? Um, it looks like it could be good. I love the cast. <laughs> it has its moments. Uh, I think they were finding their way as it went on. Uh, I think Adam Scott and Craig Robinson do have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. But they, they're apparently... I don't know how they're retooling it. They might just get rid of her character altogether, which is what other shows that have retooled heavily have done. So who knows? But uh, it was an interesting fact to me. But as far as Happy Together goes, um, it made what could have been corny jokes, again, work really well. I, I thought that was kind of a trend with some of the mid-tier sitcoms this way is where they had good enough talent that the suggestion of quality was there even if the material wasn't great like i thought happy together made the whole um recording uh silly voice message joke pay off kind of well at the end when they all do it together and really well too it had some you know good reveals like her taking off her bathrobe and having the lingerie (laughs) on over her clothes (laughs) you know it wasn't highbrow humor but it it seemed like it could work and could sustain a sitcom for a while so it seems good yeah, it does. It does seem like something I could definitely enjoy for, you know, short term anyway. Multicam is so hard for me, as I always say, but I could give it a shot. Fair enough. <coughs> well, uh, that is all of the big trailers, though. Awesome. Um, uh, so, real quick, before we go into cancellations and renewals, um, what do you think of the overall crop? I think it's a weaker year. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that is a 100% must-watch. I'm I'm jazzed for that. I'm at zero also. I am at absolute zero on, on definites. The only ones that I will definitely check out are The Passage, Manifest, The Fix, and is there anything I'm missing? The no. Rookie. Oh, and The Rookie to just check out. Um, but that yeah. was so unlikely that I'll watch that if it's just going to be like a, a Blue Bloods starring Nathan Fillion. I don't see myself watching that. Um, you know, that tone. I know that's a family show, but you get what I mean. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's really it. And and even shows like Manifest and The Passage. Like, I really wanted to watch The Crossing this year, but, like, it never rose to, like, the level of needing to watch it. And it didn't, I don't think, get amazing reviews, and now it's been canceled, so I probably never will. But these shows, like, The Passage I'm definitely checking out. That's my number one, if I had to pick one. Um, Looking at it for me, I mean, I am gonna check out a million little things because of the cast Mm -hmm. um that's honestly a lot of them a lot of it is just i like these actors i want to see them succeed and hopefully have a good show right but if i'm going for the ones i'm really excited for single parents uh whiskey cavalier um i'm fascinated by what god friended me turned out which is which is bizarre because when it started i was like there's no way this will be any good but it ended up it ended up kind of winning me over to at least check it out um and then yeah but there's there's just there's nothing that's like a must-see show this fall. I'm more excited um, about um, Reverie, the one I just told you about, than most that's of everything there. Yeah. But I also think if you're looking at it for a lot of them, they're in good places with, you know, every network I think has its hits. CBS is always a rating hit. ABC has a solid lineup of sitcoms. NBC's building their comedies back up. 
Um, I don't know what Fox is doing because it feels like they're they're just, they've lost their minds as we get into the cancellation renewal section. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I just feel like this is, hasn't been the best crop of trailers ever. But there are shows that could be surprise hits. You right. know it, that that's always the thing. Like Magnum PI is not a show I would typically check out, but I'm curious enough that maybe it could be a surprisingly good show. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, but after that, the other big thing that happens at um upfront is you any shows that weren't already canceled or renewed you basically hear the fates of um there are a surprising number of shows still outstanding at this point um What's whether the they just what are some haven't uh some of the ones are you know timeless hasn't had a, an official word yet ghosted a lot of them are just shows that have been pushed into the summer mm-hmm. which is a thing that's been happening more and more in the past few years where shows will get delayed and air later and later right um so those are ones uh, there's another one that I'm forgetting, but it might, I think my memory will be jogged as we go through the lists here. Uh, but the big cancellations, um, now there was a lot more than these canceled. I just felt these were worth mentioning. Right. Um, and I've got them. Kind I've of got by one network. that's number one with a bullet that I'd like to mention. Um, but go ahead. Is it, uh, well, I'm going to start with the big one that no one is surprised by is Inhumans was canceled. Yeah, that's, that's, I actually went to the premiere at the theater. I know that's crazy, but I did. And it was bad. It's a, I, show. did it finish its season? It did finish. I mean, it was only eight episodes, so it did finish its you season. You had, you watched it, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. And it was how very was it? bad. I enjoyed it because it was like hilariously bad. Uh, but I mean, this being canceled is, is no surprise. It, it was a, hot mess of a show um had it been renewed it would have been astounding yeah i mean it's just that so many shows from that universe are renewed so it's 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 but they're usually good so uh this next one i put on the list for you um deception was canceled i was yeah i'm so let me tell you this now you you remember a couple episodes ago or an episode or two ago i was talking about how it sucks were you there for that Yeah. yeah yeah um it actually got better um, and it's too bad that they waited so long to get better because, like, episodes six and seven and then eight were, like, it was like a string of three serialized episodes. You would have been proud. And it was really good. Um, it's like instead of waiting till the finale to bring in, you know, so so the, the, big, the big conceit or the big uh, serialized aspect of that show is, you know, there's Cameron Black, and he's, like, this magician who... Um, is you know known the world over. He's like David Copperfield, but younger, right? Or, or Chris Angel, but not as dark. And um, he's doing specials on TV, making planes disappear and all that kind of good stuff. Um, and and doing crazy escapes nobody can believe. Well, it turns out that he actually had a twin brother that nobody knew about, and that's how he's able to do. And you find that out in the first episode, and that's how he's able to do all these tricks. Well, this gets outed, and the way it gets outed is because the twin brother Jonathan. Um, gets uh gets framed for murder by this woman and they call her um uh like la senorita with dos um ogles or whatever however you say the the uh woman with two different eyes um and she has like one green eye and one blue eye and she's played by the woman who plays the bad like the wife of um the really bad guy in mr robot you know what i'm talking about yeah yeah um, the russian accent so she plays this like the nemesis of Cameron Black and Jonathan Black and basically she she 
gets she frames Jonathan for murder of a woman and then like flees the scene. So Jonathan's in jail, and then the secret is out about how Cameron does his magic tricks, and he's devastated because his brother is falsely accused. So he teams up with the FBI, yada yada yada, and then the whole idea is he's helping solve like deception-based murders, which of course come up way more frequently now that he's in the division. Curiously, um, but and he always every episode he uses a different aspect of magic to solve the crime. So like in one they use that idea of suggestion, like to make sure like we need him to go through the right door and not the left door so we're gonna like do all these little like things in the world that make him think of right and numbers that make you think of right that kind of concept you know you've seen that before yeah like the like that one the uh, the, the will smith margot robin movie exactly Ro- margot like robin movie did it exactly it was, was like their that. best scene in that movie it was a fantastic <laughs> scene um so anyway that concept is in one of them um great escapes is another one um, another one is about, you know, use 99 people to fool one concept of like how all the audience is in on it. All those different concepts get brought in on different episodes. Um, escapes when there's like this woman who's in an art museum. Anyway, all that stuff was pretty mediocre. And then in the sixth episode, all of a sudden, like this three episode arc kicks off that brings in this woman who we thought we weren't going to get big reveals about her till the finale or whatever. But no, they bring her in and she kidnaps Cameron and puts him to work doing a deception for her and then it's like this really like drawn out twisty and turny awesome like maze of intrigue and it just that show found its footing like at least partially seven or eight episodes in but it was way too late it already hemorrhaged its entire um viewership um which is yeah. a shame you know um the show's not so good that i'm like devastated or anything but it sucks a little bit that like it got better and nobody knows it all right I mean, that happens. It's an unfortunate side effect these days. It, it uh, really is. It really is. And, you know, it's TV takes a while to find its, to find its footing and, and to figure out how the <laughs> chemistry works. And, you know, shows need to find what's good about their show. So this didn't have yeah. a chance to. Uh, the last show of note I thought for ABC was Designated Survivor got canceled. And the only reason I bring this up is just wow. I, I, I had enjoyed the few episodes I saw of it. And uh, I was fascinated reading about it because apparently it really did get kind of batshit insane in its second season. But I thought that show had insanely good ratings. Um, I thought so, too. But I guess ABC's really proud of their crop of upcoming shows and it didn't do quite well enough. Okay. All right. I thought that show was a smash. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Rise was canceled by NBC. Uh, wow. This is more a show I had wanted to check out because it was Josh Radner returning to TV. It was a high school drama, oh, which right. I always that show was creepy though. Do you, do you watch um, Joel McHale's show? Yes. Did you see the <laughs> yeah, ripping it had on some it? Creepy moments. It looked yeah. bad. It looked real bad. Um, I don't know. I had, I, I had hopes for it in as far as I liked the concept, but yeah, it doesn't seem like it was that good. Right. Um, a show that was good, though, but again, not every NBC comedy uh, has been a full hit. Great News got canceled. Um, now it, it ended I've its second season. I've never even heard of it. What the hell is that? Months ago. Uh, it's basically a show about a uh, a, a sort of like a, a, fi- a News at Five type show and, and the airing, the behind the scenes of that. Um, it started a lot of people who's... <laughs> I always feel bad saying it this way, but people who you would recognize, but whose names you probably wouldn't know. Right. Um, and they were all, it was, it was a solid cast. Tina Fey actually joined the cast in the second season. Really? Uh, she was one of the producers. It, it kind of had a very 30 rock vibe to it anyway. Wow. Um, and it was just, it was a solid, funny show, uh, among what has been a really good lineup for them, uh, recently. So, uh, it's unfortunate it got canceled. That happened months ago, but. You know, it, it was a good show, uh, which does remind me another show that we don't know the fate of yet is because it doesn't premiere till July 
is Trial and Errors, second season is coming. Mm, right. Uh, with Kristen Chenoweth as the defendant this season instead of John Lithgow. Nice. That show was a hugely surprising hit last year uh, in, in terms of me. I, I mean, I think it also got critical buzz, but so I'm hoping the second season will be good um, and maybe do well enough. I mean, the fact that it's coming out in July over a year after the first season ended is one of those things where you're like, eh, not, it's but, not good for viewership, but no, but hopefully, I mean, the fact that it got a first season after they essentially burned it off at two episodes a week was impressive to begin with. A second so, season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so that was uh, the NBC ones. So Fox again. We kind of mentioned it earlier. They they're sort out of, of their damn mind. Yeah, they they canceled. Now some things made sense, like The Exorcist getting a second season in the first place was surprising. Um, even though it continued to be pretty critically well regarded. Amazingly, yeah. Uh, Lucifer getting canceled was surprising because it, it pulls pretty solid viewership, it, it and pull, it's a good show. It is a good show, and it ended on a crazy. I haven't. I'm not that far along in it. I'm on the second season, but it got a crazy, huge cliffhanger of a, of an ending, and that's going to be it now, which sucks. Yeah, maybe that's the kind of show they could do a comic ending though for. Possibly, I think. I think it, it would have hopefully a readership, but yeah, I mean they've been. But most of these shows have had some level of campaigning. Lucifer has had a surprisingly robust fan campaign of people being like, "Save Lucifer!" I think it tr- it's trended on Twitter numerous times in the past week. It's bullshit. They should bring it back. But whatever. Yeah, I mean it is a shame. May like it's one of those. It'd be a miracle if someone picked it up, but yeah. Uh, also getting canceled by Fox, uh, the Last Man on Earth. Yeah, which you know, look, that show I, went. I I liked the first two seasons a lot, and then I fell off of it. I just did. I can't look, say four I didn't. seasons was impressive for that show. Uh, that's remarkable. That show was so out there, so outlandish, so hard to market. Like nobody really knows what it is. I don't know if I could even real. I mean, I could take three or four minutes and explain what it is, but not in thirty seconds very well. Yeah. Um. Now I still have the fourth season ahead of me. I typically would watch I, I typically waited till the whole season was done and then I would watch a season and then be a little exhausted of it mm-hmm. for a bit. Yeah. Um but you know now I have the fourth season. Again, there's been a little bit of campaigning, but probably not come back. But from what I've heard it does end on a little bit of a cliffhanger, but does end pretty solidly in terms of storyline. Good, good. I mean that show does not need to keep going many, many, many seasons. It just doesn't. Um but it was a good cast. It was a good idea. I, it got better once it stopped being him just breaking shit. It got much better after that ended because I can't stand watching somebody just like destroy the Mona Lisa and shit like that. But anyway, um, I mean, it definitely it it it's it it took its first season to set up its concept, which is you know off putting, but it was always the show it wanted to be. And I, I mean, yeah, four seasons is impressive. Yeah, really, For, yeah, it's very fringy. Uh, and before we get to la- the last Fox cancellation, because it also leads right into renewals, uh, the Expanse has been canceled I, by Sci-Fi. This was the one. Um, I can't believe this. I it, that show has a hundred percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes for the third season. That show is so remarkably well loved, and it has a big fan base. And the reason that they canceled it, you probably know this. The reason mm-hmm. that they canceled it is because the show is not owned by Sci-Fi. So um, the ownership of that show is uh, another company, and so the only money Sci-Fi makes on that show, they have to pay for it, and the only money they make is on Live Plus Three. That's all they yeah. get. And every other penny of all the people that watch it like I do, um, streaming, 
they make nothing off of. And so it's just too expensive for them to afford, which leads us into a scenario where, I mean, they had, last I checked, like 450,000 signatures on their on their uh, um, thing. This is maybe the biggest fan campaign of all the shows. I mean, people are devastated by this decision and this news. It seems like a no-brainer to get picked up by Netflix and Amazon, but there's a lot more red tape and difficulty doing that than people might think. Um, yeah. And so, you know, getting the whole cast to re-sign with a new uh, place, I mean, everybody has to be on board. It's very hard to get that done. I re- But every day since it's been canceled, even though I've only seen the first season, every day since it's been canceled, I go online and I type in The Expanse into Google just to see if there's been an update, just to see <laughs> if Amazon has announced. Because Netflix plays it in every other ne- in every other place. They play, uh, you know, they're the, the provider for it. It's only in the U.S. that it's on Sci-Fi. So um, there's a lot of places it could go. Um, but then again, Amazon has the streaming rights in the U.S., so it's very murky. Um, I just hope it can find a home because it's just such a shame to build something Battlestar Galactica level of good in many people's estimation and then have to put it to pasture. That it just that's that's tragic. I mean, the real shame of it is that you know you you wonder why sci-fi would make the deal in the first place, but obviously it was during their push where they were like, we want to be sci-fi again. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's such an inherently bad deal that it's stunning that they would make it because nowadays, especially given that network and their prime audience, like they were basically like, we want to bleed money on this. And also, and also it's so, what bothers me is it's so, this show seems so essential to the message of sci-fi, to, to their brand and to, to get rid of it is just I, – I feel like even though it's such a bad deal they made, keeping it around just seems smart. It doesn't seem like a good idea to blow away your 100% rated fresh on Rotten Tomatoes sci-fi epic that people are saying is as good as Battlestar Galactica and has brought your channel back from the brink into true greatness again. Get rid of that so that you can keep you know, the magicians, which is good, but it's not The Expanse. You know, it's, it's – anyway, it, it really bothers me, and I'm just really hoping it changes. I mean, you have to wonder. I mean, it could have just been a. Tr- I don't want to like say that they were thinking this way, but it could have Trojan horsed in because now they have a huge slate of original shows that they are producing that are uh, pretty. I mean, fairly well regarded. You mean like Winona Earp? Yeah, which is well regarded. Okay. And Twelve Kill Monkeys Joys. is good. Killjoys is really good. Twelve Monkeys ending. Twelve Monkeys is ending, but I mean, and my point Dark is Dark Matter ended. My point is they've built up a library again that they didn't have five years ago. True, very true. Um, but I thought you know they have new shows the coming. Yeah, yeah. They have Deadly Class, which we didn't get a trailer for, but we got kind of a behind the scenes uh, video oh, of. Oh, your favorite comic. I'll be. I mean, the trailer <laughs> makes me want to read the comic again. Okay. And give it another try. That's like one of the few books that like was right up your alley that you were like, I just can't dig it. I can't dig it. Yeah, I, I couldn't. But maybe if I read a bigger chunk of it, sometimes that yeah, helps. It's true. Uh, but. Like, I want The Expanse to continue because I, I started reading those books to watch the show, and I still haven't watched an episode of it. Yeah. But well, the first I'll go seasons. on Amazon, check it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and I mean, maybe, it's... you know, there's still the chance. Hopefully it'll get saved, but uh, who knows? It still hasn't been. It still hasn't happened, but boy, I'm hoping it does because this is ridiculous. I mean, they are trying so hard. The fans are pushing so hard to make this happen. Yeah. Um, but that leads us to the last big cancellation which was brooklyn 99 uh which is uh, i was honestly surprised not because i don't know it has fans but the 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 intensity of the response was was surprising because i didn't think it had this intense of an audience but um brooklyn 99 is a very good show um and so fox canceling it and and again that that's been the big thing where it's like they canceled brooklyn 99 but 
renewed last man standing was sort of like the what are they doing that a lot of people had. Um, well, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I, mean, I think, doesn't have the best ratings, does it? Or is it good? What, what are the ratings like? I mean, it does solidly. That, that's the thing. Like, I, I think maybe... Um, oh, what's it called? Uh, Last Man on Earth probably had the weakest. Yeah. But I, none of them were garbage ratings. Uh, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, probably, if anything, it's, you know, it's getting up there. The casts are expensive and talented. But it did get renewed after Fox canceled it by NBC. Which is crazy, um, but great. Well, it's a it, it's a make sense home for it. They are the ones who like originally produce it. Michael Shore's stuff is all over there. Yeah, it, it will have a natural home. Um, and I think <laughs> now this season has kind of built in a way that it could have been a last season. Um, but hopefully next season on NBC will give it uh, some new life because it's still like the thing is, it's still been creative and funny and original. They had one of their best episodes ever just a few weeks ago. Um where it was just a – the entire episode was an interrogation scene. Oh, wow. And Sterling K. Brown played the person they were trying to get to confess. Wow. And it was just Sterling K. Brown, Andre Brower, and um, Andy Samberg for, for 30 minutes, and it was hilarious. Um, and, and it you know kind of deconstructed so much of how that relationship has grown over the years. Uh, it's just been so exciting to watch it, and it's so much fun, and it is one of the best shows uh, comedically on TV, so it's exciting that it's getting another season. Uh, it still hasn't finished its run on Fox. I think its finale is tonight, actually. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you uh, up to date? I, I am, yeah. Okay, cool. I got caught up with it last season because I was just uh, wanting to finally get into it because people I knew talked about it and, and enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, I got I got all the way caught up until at about the halfway point of season four, and I've been current since then. Nice. Um. But yeah, that one being renewed by NBC was kind of a big deal. Uh, some other renewals that I thought were interesting and worth mentioning. Gotham has been renewed for a fifth and final season. Weird. Okay. I still don't understand how this show still does well, but I... I, I anyway, I, I understand... It's given up any pretense of being an actual Batman prequel in terms of, like, connecting to any other story. Well, and also I hear that they have what they said when they were asked about, like, what's going to happen? Like, when are you going to introduce Batman? What's what's the plan? And they said that they have a four-episode arc that ends the series, and they're just waiting to find out when that's going to be entered. And now we know. Yeah, Bruce is going to become Batman at about 14 years, or not 14, uh, probably like 16 years old, apparently. Right, that's what's happening. But they're going all out. I mean, they've said that they're planning to bring in Scarface eh, Scarface and the Ventriloquist, uh, Lady Shiva, Orphan and Mother for next season. So a lot of big villains that shouldn't probably happen before Batman, Mm -mm. but they they gave up on that a long time ago. Well, it's fine. If they just want to be fun, that's fine. Are you still watching it? For a long time, you were trudging through and having fun. Uh, We watch it, yeah, we watch it on streaming, so we're not current, uh, because it'll come to Netflix sometime in the fall, but that's when we'll watch season four. Okay. But you've seen three. Um, Yeah. Is it good, or is it just terrible? It's it's just... you have to beat it on its own terms. I just can't understand how the guy who made Rome and The Mentalist made that show. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Bruno Heller is so smart, and he's so clever, and his writing is so solid. And, and, and It's I just, just the show it. he wanted to make, I guess. I guess. Um, some other ones. Uh, this one this one went back and forth. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was renewed for its sixth season. Is it? His, and it's still not said if it's final. 
I don't believe so. I'll double check that real quick. But yeah, it's going to be a shortened season, which is usually not a great sign. Yeah, like t- Person of Interest is a good template for that. They do the shortened final season usually. Sometimes they announce that it's final, sometimes they don't. Yeah. So the big thing about that is they are saving it till next summer, which seems to suggest that they're going to... Because they, they've been like su- suggesting tie-ins to Infinity War, so uh-huh. they're... Logically, it makes sense to wait till after the next one, I guess. What do you think of that show as it's progressed? Because I ended on the second season. How you're all the way? Are you caught up, or and how is it? Um, it's good. I really do enjoy it. I don't think this has been their best season. I don't think it's been their worst season. Um, it's definitely been their darkest season. So it's been very grim, but they are paying off things all the way back from the first season, which I've appreciated. Like things that have been mentioned since then have have come back around. Um, it's introduced, again, just a very dark, nihilistic storyline, but I've been enjoying it. Um, they've continued to pull some weird things from the comics. Uh, I think my favorite season is still, not even season, but my favorite stretch is still like the end of season one through the halfway point of season two when it was just a stellar spy drama. Me too. Uh, but I really liked the back half of season four as well. I've enjoyed the show. I've never disliked the show in a way I did the first part of season one. And even now that's nostalgic. Uh, So I'm excited for that. Uh, The other big one is uh, the the only other one is iZombie, Jane the Virgin and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend were all renewed for final seasons. Oh, good. Good. That's good. I love the final season concept that CW has embraced so wholeheartedly. Like, do that, please. Give a show a nice ending, especially in the era of streaming. If you have a show that has three seasons, ahem, Lucifer, and you know that it doesn't have an ending, that sucks. And it really fucks up hitting the play button on a stream's uh, binge. Yeah. So the big thing here is that um, iZombie... I mean, all of these shows make sense. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is expensive to produce um so the fact that it got three to begin with and now seems to have already be naturally approaching an endpoint anyway and that's kind of where all of these shows seem to be okay. jane the virgin was pretty much envisioned apparently in a five season arc okay i'm amazed because i heard that that show burns through story so i'm amazed they're still going strong yeah i mean sometimes the stories come and go really quickly and they don't matter as much but it, it's a nice world to be in i zombie meanwhile felt like this could have been the end game season just with with where the concept is at uh-huh um so i think it is natural for it to end sometime soon i'll miss it like crazy because i zombie is one of the most fun shows on tv it's and it so mixes fun. procedural and serialization really well it's so fun um and i'll miss jane the virgin a lot but you know the fact that they're getting solid endings is i think a great thing yeah. Um, by the way, um, Instinct on CBS was renewed. Um, this is the other deception-like show or mentalist and castle-like show where um, it has that dude, um, Alan Cummings, plays um, like a, an author. Um, he used to be like an FBI profiler, and now he's like an author, and um, he's a, a, a gay gentleman. And um, he has a husband, and the two of them are, like, happy, and his husband kind of wants him to settle down. But he gets pulled back into, like, assisting the FBI on cases. Um, and so it's, it's very much that same kind of archetype. And that one is renewed, and that's on C, um, CBS, which is impressive. Yeah. So, thought that was an interesting pickup. I was surprised that got a renewal. Um, yeah, I, I know very little about it. So. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. 
Um, any other ones you can think of? Not really. I always go to, um, let's see here really quick. I always go to Is My Show Cancelled? Is that where you go? Uh, I typically just kind of go to the show page. And oh, see. okay. Well, no, I mean, ismyshowcancelled.com just has, um, hold on a second. Let's see here. Let's see what this says. Yeah, Is My Show Cancelled. Um, okay, Falling Water got cancelled, thank goodness. Um, let's see here. Siren, Happen Leonard, Agent Shield, more news. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Um, Gotham, Lethal Weapon. That was it. How did you not mention that? Oh yeah, that was a big one where the lead actor was fired for being difficult on set. Yeah, and Actually, uh, has been violent to some extent. I understand. Clay Crawford. Yeah, I uh, heard that he's been... what made that show good though, which sucks. Well, I think their dynamic hopefully mm-hmm. was more the thing, but yeah. they're being he's being replaced with Sean William Scott. Uh huh. As a new character, apparently, but he is an actor who has shown a lot of range and the ability to, I think, play to the lethal weapon uh, type of story really well. Yeah. So that might work pretty well. I understand. Well. He certainly wasn't their first pick for a replacement. They went through multiple picks, and he was the one who said yes. Um, so Netflix is uh, Lost in Space is renewed. No surprise there. Blacklist Season 6. Um, that show's still going strong. No Ryan Eggled, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Elementary is back for season seven. I believe that's a, a protracted thirteen episode season. Um, let's see, Instinct. Like I said, uh, just real quick here. Um, Deception. Looking Inhumans. Go ahead. More and more. Pretty. Uh, it hasn't been officially canceled yet, but with the Lost in Space renewal, a lot of people are feeling pretty confident. Altered Carbon is canceled. Oh yeah. Oh well. I, I yeah. Um, a, a renews for the people that Shondaland show on ABC that's been renewed. They got, they're like it's mm-hmm. our last Shonda show. We got to keep it as long as we can. Um, let's see here. Um, yeah, The Exorcist, like you said, and um, Alex Inc. Was that renewed or canceled? I, I didn't read it. I believe that's canceled. Okay. Um, the Mick. Uh, canceled. Yeah. Um, the Detour is renewed. Amazingly. Um, let's see here. Yeah, Designated Survivor, that really surprises me. Great news, like you said. Lucifer, that's surprising. Oh, Quantico's gone. Okay. Yeah, that was one. That's interesting. I guess it's about time for that one. Um, oh, Law & Order SVU, season 20, baby, here it comes. And lots of Chicago shows. And Blind Spot, season 4. Star, season 3. Alright, that's about it. Yeah. Um, wow, man, that was epic, dude. What a, what a huge group of, uh... (laughs) of shows and and you know not a whole lot to be excited about for the, of the new shows but i started getting more optimistic once we started talking about what's already there and is continuing because a there's a lot of shows that i already love that are continuing and b you reminded me of some things and, and our conversation reminded me of some things that i want to go back and watch again like i zombie i love that show to death but i haven't been watching it recently and it just reminded me like i can go have a whole lot of fun watching that why don't i do that um, yeah, so, I mean, so there's just a lot of great stuff on. So, you know, even though there isn't so much great stuff being added, and then let's not forget that, you know, Amazon is, you know, has new shows like Looming Tower and a lot of other things coming out. Um, Netflix is real new, <laughs> releasing new stuff every week. Yeah, Netflix is like insane with its content um, drops. Um, uh, Hulu has, um, you know, uh, uh, there's one big one coming up. I can't think of it. Runaways was renewed, right? Runaways was renewed. So that's something. Um, and then was one on Oh, yeah, HBO has Sharp Objects coming up, a new Little Big Lies season coming up. Um, there's just so much good content all over the freaking place. And it's just a great time to watch TV, like I always say. Um, and I don't think... There wasn't too much I was devastated by cancellation-wise. The Expanse, I think, is just an absolute tragedy. Um, but short of that, I'm kind of okay with everything that happened, I guess. How about you? What are your overall thoughts on the renewal cancellation vibe? 
I think that I, I I'm happy with a lot of the shows that were renewed. There are bummers. I'm sad Lucifer's canceled. Yeah, that really I'm sucks. sad The Exorcist got canceled. Great news. Um, but yeah, that Brooklyn Nine Nine got a second life. That Agents of Shield is back. Um, that Gotham's gonna finish up. Yeah. All the other shows that are getting solid endings. I don't think it's the most exciting lineup of fall shows, but like you said, I think it's just because TV's in a pretty good place right now. I mean, yeah. I think the networks have their audiences and are, are doing fairly well. Um, you know, they don't necessarily need big hits. I think Fox is going to be hurting after next season. I, I don't know what kind of network they're going to be anymore because if you think of Fox, I think weird out there sitcoms, and they have New Girl. Uh, we didn't mention that as canceled because it ended officially. Um, but you know they they had weird out there sitcoms. That's been their thing for like twenty years, and now it doesn't really seem yeah. like they're going to have that anymore. The Last Man Standing certainly isn't that. The Cool Kids is is a oh, gas. It's kind of a little out there, but not really. And it's not single. And it's not single cam. It's multi, isn't it? Yeah, and, and you know, Rel maybe could maybe. be there if right. it wants to go weird. There's really nothing to, to replace those shows that it's losing, though. You're right. Um, the passage is going to be huge for them. I have a feeling, or or maybe not. Um, Proven Innocent, I don't know what to tell you about that. I, I it, it could be good. If it gets good reviews, I might check it out. But yeah, you're right. The identity of Fox is in a weird place. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, CBS is still being CBS. Um, lots of, like, MacGyver-ish shows. Um, and Ma- Magnum P.I. and FBI. And, you know, there's a couple sitcoms that are very, very, very multicam. Um, so, anyway, it's an exciting time, as always, to watch TV. And, you know, at least I'm not, like my heart's not broken about too much stuff this year. You know, TV is a very hard thing to be a fan of because great shows get canceled all the time. Um, and this year there isn't too, too much of that to be, uh, to be shattered about. Um, well, anyway, any other, um, things you need to mention before you tell people where they can find you? Um, no, I'm going to be watching season two of 13 reasons why that that's what's on the plate for me. Wait, that came out. Yes. Oh my God. I was wondering why it was starting to pop up everywhere. Um, how are they, well, okay, I, I gotta watch the first season before I ask you, but, like, what is it, just, like, more drama with the same characters? It's, it's a thing. <laughs> that, you know, that show is kind of a hot mess, uh, by the end of the first season, even though it starts so strongly, but I don't know what the second season's gonna be like. Okay. Oh, I thought that show was good front to back, I thought you had said, no? It's very well performed. Um, it gets a little dicey towards the end, uh, okay. that, that now has me worried where it's gonna go. I see. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, well, I'm going to be, um, you know, I've been playing, well, we'll talk about this next time we do gaming, but I've been playing The Surge. Um, and I I've finished, seen that, yeah. yeah. I've been digging it, man. And I finished God of War, um, and um, I may even drive it, you got me going on some Resident Evil uh, Zero, so I might hit Revelations up. But TV-wise, I made a little list for myself as we were talking, and here are the things that I want to get back and look at again. Uh, one or the other of those dramas, either Secret and Lies Season 2, or that Tay Diggs drama, which was like about that that like it was like it was like secrets and lies it was like these two cops solving a crime over on like a and e or whatever you know what i'm talking about i don't remember what it was called um uh, i don't know yeah there was there was this show um and it was like it was like secrets and lies murder in the first ah. um and uh the first one was about like this guy who's like basically uh um the uh, the head of facebook guy um god what is wrong with me today what's the who's the head of facebook i took a drink sorry oh no problem Mark Zuckerberg. I always count on you for these kind of things. Mark Zuckerberg is like a Mark Zuckerberg-type character who's accused of murder, and they have to figure out if he did it or not. I think I may go back and watch that. You got me wanting to. Um, and then um, 
Brooklyn Nine Nine and New Girl would be really fun to like dive back into recently. Um, and then obviously Agents of Shield and I Zombie, and maybe even a little Instinct. So there's a lot of stuff that's on right now that I'm excited to like dive back into. It's one of the great things about these conversations; they excavate stuff yeah. that I like hadn't been thinking about watching recently. I'll I'll add a few more just since you gave a, a big list. Yeah, I did start season two of uh, Twelve Monkeys finally, so oh, I'm, nice. I'm three episodes deep on that. Uh, great, I huh? got. Yeah, I, I've always enjoyed that show. I just, you know, it was off for a full year, and then I, I wasn't reviewing it anymore, so. Right. Uh, I've been going hard on Deep Space Nine again, mm. uh, because I've always wanted, like, I've always heard it as, as the Trek that seems the most intriguing to me, and now I'm in season three, and it really is, the the, the engine is picking up as the narrative <laughs> gets more serialized. Uh-huh. I mean, it is a 90s show, so it's it took a while, but I, now that it's going... Whenever I think about that show, I just think about that Calrissian character or Kardashian, the one with Kardashian. The, yeah, that, yeah, that mask, that main character with the mask. Mm-hmm. Him. Uh, the. I'm trying to think. There were a few others. Uh, I'm definitely going to be watching more Lucifer and uh, finishing up The Exorcist now that it's you know over over. Right. Uh, but I've still got a lot of Lucifer. I'm happy about that. Yeah, I'm only middle of season two. Yeah, so. it's fun enough that it really. I mean, it, even if it doesn't end on a on a great, satisfying ending, who cares? Because it's just so much fun. Yeah. So those are those are the big ones that I can think of. Nice. All righty. Well, uh, where can they find you, Jordan? You find me personally at Jordan or at Indigo Master on Twitter, E N D I G O M A S T E R, as well as JordanLSaka.tumblr.com. Facebook.com slash Jordan Alsaka writer and the uh, WelderkinComic.com for my webcomic Welderkin with you, Joni Miller. You can find me at Rich Lepore on Twitter, and then you can also find all of our content collectively at TheJoyOfGaming.com for our um, list of all our episodes, both The Joy of Geek that you're listening to now and The Joy of Gaming podcast. Recently had an episode of that up as well after a little while. Um, we also have written content at TheJoyOfGeek.net, and then you can also check us out on Twitter um, at the Joy of Game and uh, Facebook um, at the Joy of Geek. Um, on that note, um, man, another upfronts episode in the can, and, and here's to uh, here's to the season. We'll have to regroup later on in the season once we get to watch some of this stuff and give like a, a report card on how it all turned out. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's always fun to do. On that note, I'm Rich Lapore, Jordan Alseka. We'll see you soon. Bye, guys.